0: I put everything into that opportunity. When that, when I had that presented to me, that football, like, hey, you might have an opportunity to go play in the NFL. I finished my senior season. I said, coach, like, if I got this chance, I'm going, man. Like, I'm going because this is going to be something that's going to spark me to, to do something even greater in my life. I'm going to drop out of this last, last semester of college. I'm going to go all in. I'm just going to go train. I don't know what's going to happen, but at the end of the day, and I even said this at a after my last preseason, uh, I got asked, like, hey, how do you feel like you did? I was like, I don't. I don't know what the result will be, but what I do know is that there was there was nothing else you could have got from me. I put every ounce of my energy into this opportunity. There was nothing else. That was it. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the
1: strategic life. That was a really good question, but hold that because we are back at the strategic life podcast here. I'm at the LA Chargers press conference area where all the reporters are here, but really there's only one person that matters on this show. And I'm gonna be interviewing this human. This man is more than just the captain of this LA Charger team. He is more than just being the running back. He is an entrepreneur. This man is literally has his own philanthropy with his Eckler Foundation. Yes, I gave away his last name there because you probably know who I'm talking about now. But we go deep in talking about visualization. How he went from a small town all the way to being on the LA Chargers and getting a contract that is bigger than he could have even imagine. But not just that it's more about what his heart set is and we talk deep on what his mission is and how he's going to be leaving a wake of a legacy and the impact that he creates and so much more so we go into many different topics we even talk a little bit about what faith and spirituality means to him so i am so excited to share this interview to be able to sit down with this man this incredible human mr austin eckler All right, man. Well, this is this is fun. We're here in the Charger Stadium. We are here. Welcome, welcome to my backyard. Well, not I guess not the Charger Stadium, but the, pra- the practice facility. Yeah, it's our right? facility, right? So this is the the
0: media center of our facility. So, so. good, man. Yeah, we, we're over here, like. of the time, I would say. And that's only for guys that do media. Not everyone does media. Okay. Yeah. You do much media stuff here personally, like yourself? I have, over the years, started to understand the importance of media and using it as a tool. Hmm. Early in my career, I was kind of like just focused, hyper-focused on football, which you should be in the very beginning, just try to get yourself established. But then I started to get a little bit older, started to have things that I was trying to promote, started to have... This, you know, realization that oh, I need to get my name out in the community yeah. and the fans and tell them my opinion because well, that, that's, that's what definitely a
1: about. must when you came from a small town like you weren't Aww. you weren't used to having just so, people know yeah. who you are it, except your neighbor maybe.
0: It's funny, like back in high school, it'd be like you know, the, Greeley was the big town next to us, and I'd be in the Greeley paper every once in a while, and that was like wow, you hate yeah, the paper, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, same oh, thing, so. I grew
1: up in Maui, Hawaii, and uh, we'll talk about your story here, but like, I know how it is with like local, small, yeah. like being in the paper was the coolest it thing was, ever. It was the best, like, like you were putting on the fridge and stuff. Bro, oh, I was <laughs> like, mom, cut that up, send it to the family. <laughs> right, like, right. you yeah. know, it, it's so cool. It, like, I wanna preface like everyone listening right now, like how this happened, it, it was because number one, you knew media was a big thing. Yeah. And for me, I understand that connections and networking is a big thing and building yeah. relationships. And you and I met, I had no clue who you were. Likewise. we were. Yeah, likewise, and now yep. here we are. Yep. And that's a beautiful thing for you listening right now. You're always one con- uh, connection, one decision away. But I was at uh, Dave Meltzer's. Uh, I got invited to speak at his um, event in his studio. And so I go and speak, and then afterwards we're connecting, and you're also, what was it, like a guest judge or yeah, something? Yeah, I was a guest judge on the show. And how did that come up to be really quick? Like how did you even get invited? so
0: I've known Dave, um, for, I guess, a couple years now. I forgot even how we met. Um, I think it was through another opportunity like this, like where we just, he saw some clips of mine. It was like, oh, interested that wanted to have me like for a dinner or something like okay. that. Uh, probably saw that
1: you had more of an entrepreneur mind exactly, than just an athlete. Exactly. Like, that's...
0: Um, and then he's obviously a Chargers fan. Um, okay. so, so he had me in his visual, I was around him. So that obviously helps bridge the gap. And then, yeah, there was a, he's like, Reached out to his team, reached out to my team. Hey, there's an opportunity, you know, two miles away from you. You want to go on his guest on a so, show? Yeah. I was like, yeah, look, look, I'll do anything for Dave. You know, that guy is. And, so and
1: you showed up. Yeah, Dave, shout out to Dave Meltzer, by the way. This, this is because of him. Right. So afterwards, we're connecting. Yeah. And... You know, I see you in this circle and I come up into the circle and like, look, I, I even to this day, like sometimes I'm like, do I want to go try to meet new people? It's kind of yep. awkward sometimes. Yep. But like you always got to step out because usually when you step past that, that door of fear is the greatest opportunity. And right. so you and I are connecting and, and uh, it's funny. I, remember, I don't know if you remember this, but you were like hounding me with questions because hmm. normally I'm the one that like, likes to ask and learn about you. And I didn't even yeah. know who you were yet.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, And then you flipped it around and you were like hounding me with questions. You're like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I do business consulting. Figure. What do you what do you mean by business consulting? Like, how does that actually look? And so I'm trying to like yeah, describe it. Yeah. And then after a while, I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm the running back the chargers. I was like, oh, like quick That's little crazy. like change yeah, of energy. Yeah. I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, man. You remember so, that? I do. I do. It's so crazy. And just speaking of what you're talking about, like it's so important to make as many connections as you can because you don't know which one is going to be one that sparks something that gives you an avenue to go down, right? Yeah. Um, so you don't want to miss up on that. And so, yeah, that was... That's something that I like to do. I like to learn about people's and learn about their passions. Yeah. You, know, and you were, I, you were asking. If I asked people like I was asking you questions, I could tell your passion and you were very, you know, knowledgeable you. about this. So I was like, okay, let's let's dig in because I wanna know what you know and, and then see if there's any like you know things that we can overlap and how could we help each other potentially, mm. right? That's what I love to get into as far as people's lives because People are usually experts on a few things and mm-hmm. love to talk about it and can talk about those for a lot of things. And if and if you are, I wanna know about that because it's important for us to have experts in our lives that are oh. we're not necessarily good at, but someone else might be. You know, so good. we can help each other you know, and build yeah. on that. But
1: well, but that's not normal though for like a typical athlete. And I don't wanna like put that yeah. stigma out there, but most people like are they're athletes, they, they go and just crush it at that. And then afterwards, they're kind of like done with life. They don't know where right. they're at, their identities. Right. But what I love about your mindset is is one, I've heard you say multiple times, you have an open mindset. Yeah. You're open to listening and hearing, but you were actually curious to learn about this random dude you just met. Mm-hmm. Like that says so much about you. Yeah. I mean, where does that come from? Wow. Um,
0: so I've been getting asked this so many times, so I've actually been more conscious of it and thinking about it in my life. and. You know, as, a, as a, a typical athlete, I would say people are, and I was like this early. in My athlete in my NFL career too, I was super hyper-focused on the opportunity to play in the NFL. Um, but then I got older and then I stayed focused, but I understood how it worked. I understood I got in a routine and was able to sustain that. And it's still, I was like, I can I can do more. Mm. And so that's when I started to realize that I'm not chasing you know, this dream of playing the NFL, I'm chasing the biggest opportunity that's presented in front of me. The biggest opportunity, whatever that is. I just want opportunities, Mm. you know, and whether they're big or small, I just want opportunities and I want to continue to, you know, explore those and put myself and put my efforts into them. If I see it, you know, reasonable with my life and my kind of alignment. And so I think that's where my mindset comes from as far as continuing to want to learn about other people and try new things and get experts around myself, build my team up, build myself up. Where does that come from?
1: like if you were to actually place that back or look back where where when austin is looking for opportunity trying to get around the right people yeah like that has to have some sort of origin story
0: i think it's because just going back to my upbringing my mom's ex-husband i I absolutely i just did not like this guy at all but he had his own business he had his own fencing company he didn't go to he didn't even graduate high school he didn't any didn't do any of that but he had his own business and so that's what i grew up around i grew up around a guy that was running his own business it was his own boss could do his own things and i think that's Mm -hmm from my upbringing being around that um and then being around my mom who was a single or she was single in the end of end of my like high school career
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she raised me and my little brother i basically just her and being around that i saw like this guy who really didn't have a lot but was still able to make it work and i was around that so i learned how to work and regardless of what the outcome was, I learned how to work, how to work hard and not to really give mm-hmm. a lot of you no know, you know, excuses of like, Oh, I can't get it done. Like, no, there's no option. You have to get it done. And I was put in those situations a lot as a, as a child, like I was taking care of this guy's animals, mm-hmm. we lived on a ranch, all this stuff. So I learned all this responsibility. And as I got older, I was like, okay, like I want to go into business too. Like I feel like I want to be my own boss, be in that same situation, but do it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, be not be as as toxic of a person, you know. Be someone that I can actually help other people find the best version of themselves as well. And so yeah. I was going into that, right? Okay. I was going into that. in In school, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna use use football to pay for my education and but that's what I really
1: enjoy football at the time, didn't you? It's not that sure. I didn't enjoy
0: football, I loved football. Yeah. But it wasn't my true like vision in my life. Mm. And so what I mean by that is I was using football as a tool to pay for my education, and I thought I that was going to be my opportunity. My education was going to be my biggest opportunity coming out of school. Okay. Little did I know, I was able to take advantage and put so much and grow so much in the football realm that that became my biggest opportunity coming out of school. Mm. So I was focused on, wow. okay, I'm going to get into, fo- I'm going to get an education, I'm going to go into uh, business, I'm going to get start connections. I was telling you before the podcast, I'll get into real estate a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, football came and presented this opportunity, like, hey like you might have a chance to go play in the league. I wasn't even thinking about the league until like my junior year of of college. Wow. You know? And that's something that, you know, a lot of guys I don't relate to on the team, right? Because yeah. they, they've been watching football. They know about the leagues. They know that's the history. all they wanted.
1: That was their main value. Not necessarily
0: all they wanted, but they knew about it more. Okay. Like, me growing up, I didn't watch any football. Ah, I see. I didn't watch, I watched bull riding. Did you even
1: have television? Yes, we had television out there <laughs> in the ranch. We're out in the middle of nowhere. we yeah, are in the middle sure. of nowhere from our, But out we red. definitely had, you know, we had dial up back
0: in the day and, <laughs> yeah. and some television. That, that
1: screeching sound <laughs> right. AOL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't be on the
0: phone if you're trying to be on the internet. Mom, yeah, okay. get off the phone. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so man, just continued to chip away and then football presented an opportunity and I was like, wow, like this is something that could, you know, boost basically everything for me as far ah. as the capital, the relationships and just obviously the cool factor of being yeah. in the NFL.
1: Well that's the cool thing is like so for people you know to that whether they know you're not they're gonna be raving fans because of your heart and who you are and they're gonna feel this and mm-hmm. that's how we felt um, both you know Emily Emily's behind the camera right now and we felt that just listening to just an hour worth of you speaking mm-hmm. and that's the beautiful thing but you're you're the captain of the team you're playing for the big one of the biggest sports leagues in the entire world and that's like people like when you see, they see that and they see you and you're jacked and you're doing 14 reps of 405 yeah, like squats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, all right, this guy's an animal. <laughs> but like your humble beginnings actually really add to that because you basically defied all odds. Yeah. Can you tell, um, you know, the person listening just about yeah. where you came from?
0: Yeah, you know, man, man. I think there's two parts to that too. Like physically, where did I come from? And then the mentally, where was I at and how did that develop yeah. right along that Just journey? Whatever well. feels best
1: to you, both um, one
0: the other. For me, I think it really came down to, you know, like I go back to my upbringing a little bit, where it was like, I feel like my mom cared for me, but I had a, a distant like relative that was maybe caring for me, maybe mm. not kind of thing. And so I knew coming out of that situation that I, I didn't want to make people feel like that. And I also I wanted to do the reverse. I wanted to make people Feel better about themselves, help themselves become the best version of themselves. From a young age,
1: you were thinking this.
0: So, at from a younger age, I was like, okay, let me let me continue to grind, grind, grind. Yeah. And then people started asking me how I've come so far.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But all I focused on was trying to better myself and my yes. situation and take advantage of what I had in front of me, which was you know sports and my education at the time. Um, and so I just focused everything and all my energy on that. I have this mm. I have this one distinct memory of college. I think it was my sophomore year. Uh, yeah, it was my sophomore year. It's, there's this thing called Springfest, Fest uh, where there's like a giant concert out on the campus. And I remember this was
1: in Colorado, right? This is Colorado. Yeah, yeah.
0: I went to Vision Two school. And I remember and I'm, I'm looking I'm sitting in the weight room that overlooks like this field. And there was spring during Spring Fest and everyone's out there partying and everything. And I'm in here. I remember I was doing some doing some workouts, just watching people party. And I was just like, I, I got it. I got to put myself in a situation like wow. i, want, I just want to work like that's that's what fuels me is just having growl. some type of grind to go through and i remember that just because i'm like, like you guys are all
1: out here like that's your enjoyment yeah. Like my enjoyment is in here like, oh this dude I, I resonate be, so much with you, know? you. and yeah. you th- like we got to really touch up on it, because that says so much about you but you were one of the best in high school but because you grew up like in a small town yeah what was it not Any D1 was looking at you. Zero D1,
0: zero D1, double A's. I had one. I had one Division Two offer. I even had other Division Twos come to me. But they
1: wanted to change your position, right?
0: Exactly. So I had I had a bunch of small. so my senior year of high school, I had like forty-three touchdowns. I had like two thousand, like crushing it. Two thousand four hundred yards. I averaged ten yards of carry. You know, yeah. like if you know anything about football, I averaged a first down every time he gave me the ball. <laughs> and, I, and four. I'll take touchdowns. him on my fantasy league. Yeah, yeah. High school, yeah, it's crazy numbers, right? So, look, like, it wasn't a big school. But if you don't go to a big school, what do you got to do? You got to yeah. dominate. Yeah. So what did I do? I dominated. dominated.
1: But even then, I You still just weren't it's, able to get the recognition. I, that you I did wanted. not. I got zero recognition. Girl. I went to the.
0: There's a school. It was like ten minutes away from from my school, D1 AA, it's like, yeah, we, you know, they talked about coming on his preferred corner, changing my position, I played running back. I'm like, no, like, no, like, I wanna play running back. What
1: made you not want to change your position even if that D2 was offering that opportunity? Like, what? I had, I
0: had played running back for as long as I could remember. You just,
1: like, believed, like, that like, was I spot. I just wanted to play
0: running back. That's what I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Western came to me and I was like, hey, we want you to come play running back. We Our senior uh, just graduated and uh, you can come compete for the spot. Only, only school. Really it was the, was the awesome. only school that gave me an offer yeah wow. crazy and so here i'm going up to western colorado i don't know i don't know anything about this place it's up in the mountains
1: coldest place <laughs> in the america you know bro i yeah. have so many correlations continue though i'll, I'll, I'll put the the dots together you <laughs> but, know by the way like i think we mentioned this you were born a month after me yeah we we're born on the, the same 17th. year 17th yeah. april 29th ninth. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: may 17th yeah Ninety-five. Let's, That's go. What's up. Let's go. Let's cool. go. Let's go. Let's go. We we'll continue. Okay, so Western Colorado. <laughs> so yeah, get up to Western, and you know, I, it was crazy. We had there was three seniors there when I got there, three. Which if that doesn't mean anything to you, this is what it means: that there was no turnover because mm. you don't recruit three guys. Mm. You know, as yeah. a freshman class, you recruit a lot more than three freshman guys. you got
1: 80-plus people. Exactly. Like, basketball for me was a little different. It was a smaller team, but yeah. three seniors? Three
0: seniors. So what does that mean? That means there was dropout all yeah. over the place, yeah. right? People are leaving the program. People are going, whatever's happening, there's no rollover. And so I get into the situation. I come up. I actually left the day I graduated to go start working out with the team because so I'm like, I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm going to start my journey right now. Um, so I literally I went to graduation with my truck packed up, graduated, woo, threw the cap in the air. See ya, I'm, I'm going to college. I'm going to <laughs> get my, me out of this. I got, a room, I got a roommate. I got a little job to hold me over for the summer. you yeah. know, up up in Gunnison, Colorado, and uh, got to work. And then. When we first got there, like I said, there was only three seniors. And so I was like, man, like what's going on with the program? Like, They, mm. they sucked. They were terrible. Mm. I think they won like one game and we continued to suck. But we continued to build to, uh, I think, a lot of our leadership, you know, going in. And I think I was definitely a part of that. I remember um, my my freshman year, um, I remember getting up in front of the uh, in front of the team after like our third game or something like that. We we're on an away game and everyone's on their phones messing around. Mm. And coach asked our, our Our offensive coordinator asked if anyone had anything. I got up. I remember I was so nervous because I was just just frustrated because people weren't focused. Like, it didn't seem like people cared. And so I got up, and I came from a program in high school. We just won all the time, right? And so I'm like, this is not normal. And so I get in front of everybody, and I remember I was like, Trembling like almost in tears because I was just like so nervous, but also so emotional, and actually cared so much. And I was like, "You guys, like, we need to make sure we're locked in." Like, I was just giving them some type of message as far as like we need to make sure we're locked in. Like, this is serious. Like, this is we're not on a vacation here. Mm-hmm. We're here to win a football game and get out of here. And uh, ever since then, I was the captain on the team for four years. That, there. that
1: was received well.
0: Yeah, it was received. Yeah, everyone was like, "Wow, wow this is legit." Like, okay, this guy's. And because I was a starter after after my my, my freshman year, so I came in and started right away. Yeah. Um, and then
1: people were like, yeah, like, okay, this guy's, he's about it. Like he's about wow. wanting to win, wanting to get better. So like, let's, let's hold on this real quick yeah. because I want to correlate a lot of your story. You're an athlete. You have so much entrepreneurship we'll dive yeah. into. But for someone that's listening, that's an entrepreneur that yeah. is feeling those exact same feelings maybe they are you know starting their business and they need to go out and talk to that person that's going to completely like transform if they partner with them or that client that's going to build it and they feel that exact same nerves and they also know that it could either go the way you had it where they believe behind you or they're like this person is an absolute fool who is this freshman what can you just tell to someone that maybe felt that exact same position but in a business perspective instead of team
0: Ooh, business perspective. Um, I, I don't think it care. I don't think it matters what perspective you're in. Like, you're probably going to be nervous if you're talking a new space. Like, if you're doing something new that you're maybe not comfortable with, you're going to be nervous. Um, but I think the real challenge is and the real skill is knowing your boundaries and trying to live on the edge of them. Because mm. when you live on the edge of your boundaries, that's when the most growth happens. Because there's a little bit of uncertainty, but there's also some confidence in yourself. You have some type of idea where you think you. You think you know what you're going to get or receive or the messaging you're wanting to do, but there's also like, I don't also know what's going to happen, Mm. you know, because we can't control everything, but we can control what we want to do. So if, if you're in a situation where like, you're like, I know this would be helping me, but I'm really nervous about doing it. I think it comes down to you visualizing yourself doing it, which I do all the time and kind of just coming up with a plan. And then it comes down to you saying, okay, I really am committing to myself, understanding this is what helps me, understanding I only get one chance at this in life. You know, And I don't, want, I don't want to be in a situation, and this is also relates to my NFL rookie year, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm looking back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have done that. And you cannot live with yourself like that because that is no way to live. If you're going to live like that, you will let yourself down over and over again and it will become part of you, and then you will be stuck. Yeah. And you do not want to be stuck, right? So it comes down to not necessarily – I would say there's some type of confidence, but it's not like, oh, I have to be super confident and everything like that. But you just yeah. have to have understanding of yourself and understanding like what, what holds me back. And what can I do to maybe position myself to get around that, to not work through that? Or what's the different angle that I can achieve the same thing, but something that I'm more comfortable with. Yeah, yeah,
1: so good. It's like what they say, the pain of losing weighs ounces, the pain of regret. Ways oh,
0: yeah. You'll take loss every single day because at least if you, lo- if you lost, at least you went out and did something. You have yeah. something to build off of. You have
1: something to you try. You actually stepped in the if game. The only way he- you could be losing is if you're in the game. Exactly. The people that are in the stands exactly. that wish it could be out there, they're living with the regret. And
0: look, I'll tell you this. We say it all the time around here. It's simple. But it's not easy. Mm. It's very simple. Like, oh, in your head, if, if it's just about going or reaching out to someone and going to dinner or going to a lunch with somebody, that's very simple. You've done that before, but it's not easy because it's new territory. You might be mm. very nervous. You don't know this person. You have to go through these, you know, the conversation of getting to know you, you have to introduce yourself. Um, and so it's a challenge that we all face. I think we all face at some point, some limit to ourselves and to our comfortability as far yeah. as how far we want to go.
1: Well, that's what growth is, you know, right. and, I, and I want to talk about the visualization here, but. You know, you have there's that gra- that chart that you we've all probably seen. So you have the main circle, which is your comfort zone. Okay. And then right outside of that is the discomfort zone, mm-hmm. which is where you're pushing that edge. Yes. But then there's even a bigger circle, which is the unknown zone. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's the fine balance. You said this so well. It's like you're like a professional and personal development or <laughs> something. But like you want to, if you visualize your life. When you were standing in front of those teammates mm-hmm. you were in the discomfort zone and a little bit past that fence and right. you know about fences because you've been working on a farm your entire <laughs> life and you knew not to pass that fence there's consequences that's right. That's right. but you were past that fence and you're looking back seeing if your stepfather saw you but you were in yeah. that mode of like how far can i go right it's the problem is is that when people are so far in the unknown zone they have no trust or even certainty themselves yeah because they go that's where people say oh i've tried that and i've done that but it's like. Well, did you have any, like, preparation for that meeting? Like, you went out and talked to the biggest person that could have been a client, but did you prepare? Did you have any type of concern? They were too far in the unknown zone. But for you, you, it sounds like you constantly teeter in that discomfort zone, which then once that becomes your new flag you put down, that's your new comfort zone. I love it. And then you move forward. Isn't that what's happening in your
0: life? Absolutely. And that's why
1: you're a captain of the team when you were just, you know, just making barely D2. uh,
0: 100%. And... There's another story, too, actually. So after I made the team, the Chargers, I went up to the head coach at the time. It was Anthony Lynn. I told him, hey, I was like, I'm going to make this team. What do I got to do to make this team? It was the same scenario. Just man. straight up, you just asked him that. I straight up, I went to his office after OTAs in spring. I was so nervous, trembling. Like, I've never. he didn't even know my name. You know, I'm just this ungrafted guy. I'm wearing number three as a running back. You can't even wear number three as a running back. Like, they're, I'm just a camp body. Like, they're they're ready to cut me at any time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I go up there. I'm. I, I remember being so nervous. I said some whack stuff. I was like, ah, like I was like, I like I like the way you coach, man. And then, <laughs> but that wasn't what I was going there. I was going there to say like I was going to say like, hey, I'm making this team. Like, let yeah. him know. Like, wait, what do I got to do? Uh, like, I'm I'm I was telling him basically I'm willing to put everything on the say, line. What did you say? Uh, he's like. OK, son. He's like, he always said, son. He's like, all right, son. Um, you know, you, you got to well, here's what you got to do. You got to protect our quarterback. Right. Mm. You got to you know, make sure you don't turn over the ball and you got to go talk to the coach to our special teams coordinator, because that was that was going to be my path. And yeah. so I went over, I told my running back coach to say a thing that it was a little different, different with him. I told him I was making this team. Mm. I was like, hey, I'm making this team. And he kind of laughed and said, all right, son, keep working. Uh, we didn't say son, that's Coach Lynn that says son. But he said, all right, like, keep working. Um, and then I went and sat down with our special teams coordinator, had like an hour talk. Um, and we talked about how he'd come up through the league. and talked about his journey, he talked mm. about how he's gotten to cars now and came back to the league and what the league provided for him. And that was really special with me. And a big part of the reason I'm here is because of Coach Stu, he really just stood That up was a running me. back coach? That was a special teams special coordinator. Special teams coach. You know, I, would
1: you have ever talked to him in the way that you did if you did not ask that question to Coach Lynn?
0: Probably, no, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have talked to him. I would, have, I would have been out of the building. And it was – and Coach Lynn remembers this to this day. He actually texted me the other day, uh, like before the beginning of the season. Uh, But he's brought it up too. He's like, you know, Austin Eckler came up before his – or after his rookie uh, training camp or OTAs and told me, like, hey, like I'm making this team. What do I got to do to make this team? He's like, I will never forget that. Um, And I just made such an impact on him and some of my other coaches because I was – in my mindset, like, like I was talking about earlier, like, I put everything into that opportunity. When mm. that, when I had that presented to me, that football, like, hey, you might have an opportunity to go play in the NFL. I finished my senior season. I said, coach, like, if I got this chance, I'm going, man. Like, I'm going mm. because this is going to be something that's going to spark me to, to do something even greater in my life. Like, it's gonna, I'm already going to go do, do something great, but yeah. it's going to take a little bit longer. This can elevate me. And so yeah. I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to drop out of this last, last semester of college. I'm going to go all in. I'm just going to go train. I'm going to do nothing besides train. And so what did I do? I told my family. I was like, I know you guys are excited for me, but don't call me. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. I'll yeah. update you. Had you. To set those Let standards me update different. you.
1: Yeah. I'm going to train to that. take
0: everything out of this opportunity that I can, put everything in Austin and Eckler yeah. into that.
1: And it's nothing personal. It don't, was nothing personal. Like, like, don't take it that way. I'm just letting it you know like, that I got to like, set some boundaries, and like, standards, as I call it, so they don't take it personal, but you can focus and not feel that guilt or exactly, that shame. Exactly,
0: exactly. Because it was like, so look, good. look, when you have opportunity is presented in my situation come from this little tiny school probably going to go work in Colorado. <laughs> Which they've never you seen know, before, right? Never. Like, I was the first guy from my school to go to the NFL from there. So, so awesome. It's like, look, I – I have no other desire but to want to put everything into it. so I don't know what's going to happen but at the end of the day and I even said this at a, after my last preseason uh, I got asked like hey how do you feel like you did I was like I don't I don't know what the result will be what, but what I do know is that there was there was nothing else you could have got from me I put every mm. ounce of my energy into this opportunity there was nothing else that was it And the coach asked you that No a reporter asked the me The reporter that. asked and I said that. I was like if if I don't make it it's not meant to be because mm. that was everything that was all all my energy so many hours extra after you know running routes after practice watching all the films so i made sure i knew every single thing because i was i was sixth string i was sixth string there was five guys in front of me right and i was last on the depth chart and i never moved up on the depth chart and so my mental was all over the place i was stressed out of my mind i went down, i broke down crying to my um a lot of emotional spots here. You can tell yeah. I'm, I'm all in, yeah, right? Please. and I'm not even an emotional guy. I'm
1: freaking fired up, man. I I'm not feel even an emotional guy, man. Right I'm not now.
0: even emotional, but that's how far into uh, the into the uncomfort zone I was because I was like, I have to, I have to make this work for myself, or at least put everything I in. Feel and that, what dude, I, I feel that
1: like I feel like every you know? emotion you're sharing, right? And now.
0: And so I went like one time I went and talked to my coach uh, during training camp before I had made the team. I'm like, Coach, like I feel like I'm taking advantage, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, like I'm not moving up on the depth chart, like what's going on? He's mm. like, This is the way the NFL works. He's like, You're gonna have to earn the reps, like we see you. He's like, just keep doing what you're doing. But I'm getting like four or five reps a whole practice. Mm. And I'm just like, ah, like, I feel like I'm losing the opportunity. Um, But I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's this, this compound interest of just making sure you're available, making sure when you do get an opportunity that you do take advantage and you're ready. And I, I did pretty much did that the entire time during my rookie year. And then obviously ended up making the team and been building ever since that
1: right there what you just shared about with the coach telling you that that you went all out you had this Mm -hmm. first of all this feeling of like hey if it does if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be because you gave it all yeah but the coach even saying that after that hey man this is part of the process or this is part of how the nfl works Mm -hmm. and just keep being consistent that's such a powerful like message for just life in general because there's people listening right now that maybe are giving it their all but they have to realize that they have to still give it their all and just keep working at it just yeah. like how you did that's just because you're good. being the best out there and i felt that when i was a freshman in college i was crushing the other uh, centers because i played mm-hmm. basketball and i was like and i didn't get no minutes yeah and i was like coach what's going on mm-hmm. and you know he wouldn't you like, Oh, you know we'll figure it out what not the assistant coach would be like you should be out there playing But the reality was, it's because I was a freshman, and that's Mm -hmm. how it was for them. And that really broke me down. But instead, it actually built you up, and that's why you got on the team.
0: Build you up if you continue to push. If you don't let it get to you and discourage you, be like, okay. How did you not
1: get discouraged?
0: Because I was so committed to all of it. Like, it was such a short window for me. It's like, you have this amount of time to make your impression to make the team.
1: So even afterwards, when he said, "Get your reps," you'll keep being consistent. Did that give you just a glimmer of hope to keep going? It didn't give me anything. It didn't change anything in my mindset. It, it was just like, "Oh, like,
0: okay, I guess that's what it is. I'm still going to continue to do what I've been doing." Because that's I didn't know anything else. What else was I going to do? Mm. And I didn't know what to change. I was giving everything. What else is what else can I give? Nothing.
1: <laughs> it was everything. All my chips were all on the table. And then so um, where
0: did that lead to? So then you said you got. So it led to me. Yeah you know, obviously making the team, right? And then, you know, my rookie year, you know, I was put in a position where I was on special teams. Okay. And basically I said, this is my livelihood in this league. I literally every time I was on special teams, treated like my life depended on it. Mm. My livelihood and my life depends on me being successful in this opportunity because that was my opportunity at the time. I wasn't scoring touchdowns. I ended up scoring five touchdowns my rookie year, but it wasn't until I started making plays on special teams. And still my favorite stat to this day, which no one else will care about, but I led the entire NFL on tackles on punt my rookie year. That's how like I was relentless. Like you could not stop me. <laughs> like I am running through everybody. And I'm We're going. To make, I'm making. Up, yeah. I'm making this tackle because I have to.
1: Man. You know. And
0: so I. Oh, I was so proud. Just of my younger self. Because like that still lives. That fire lives within me. Mm. And now I'm spreading to other parts of my life. Um, and I'm starting to realize like. Hey, I can take this knowledge, apply it to other things, build those up as well, build a team mm-hmm. around that, connect. That's why we're here talking. Yeah, you know. But at at that time, I didn't know any of this. I was just super motivated, yeah. highly concentrated. You're, you on you one you, thing. you
1: now are more personally developed where you can look back at it and realize, oh, that's why I was doing this thing, or that's why I was. So back.
0: I would say now I really I understand how I work and why I work the way I yes. work, and it wasn't it wasn't because of football. I wasn't like yes, I want to take advantage of football. I want, just wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. Like it was a huge opportunity. So I wanted to make sure I took it full advantage. And so I as I've gotten older, I started to realize there's a lot more opportunities presented yeah. from the NFL. And that's where like I started getting interest in these. I'm like, yeah. ooh, like let me get into real estate now, like I was going to back in the day. Let me start a show. Let me start getting more community engagement. Let me start, you know, connecting with people. And then I started to see some, you know, you know, some deficiencies and that's where I started about, like some of my own businesses, my stream, mm-hmm. like things like that. Um, and so now I see myself with a giant team trying to just take advantage of opportunities. And not only that, I've come upon myself where I'm like, I want to help other people create opportunities yes. for themselves and recognize yeah. You only keep well. so
1: much to yourself before you're just like, I'm, there's nothing more exciting about this, but the moment you can yes. give and support and serve, that's when it opens up infinite potential of fulfillment. Yeah. That's what you probably felt.
0: That's exactly where I feel like I'm at right you now. Know,
1: you know what's so cool about what stands, uh, sets you apart hmm. as I'm listening to you and mm-hmm. seeing this? is that your identity, most athletes, their identity is football, a yeah. football star. Right. They're gonna be the best football star, but the identity is, that the epitome of it is that. Right. You instead, the way you're describing you're an opportunity, opportunity seizer, in the sense that you wanna achieve this, your identity is an achiever. Yeah. So yep. it, that's the that's the north star. So whether football falls under that, or entrepreneurship, or real estate, of no of matter it. what you identify as the achiever, and that's why you're gonna crush in life with whatever you do. Right. So my question for you is: is how important have you thought about what your identity is? By the way, like have you thought about like what you been. identify as? I have been. I think yeah. Like you said, at
0: achievers. I like that verbiage because I've been trying to put verbiage on it because I know I'm like an opportunity like seeker, kind of like yeah. you said. Like that's what I'm. That's what I'm really pushing towards. And you it, seek it, but the thing you're really good at is achieving it.
1: That's why you're in the and league. So, there's no other reason you'd be in the right, league unless you could achieve.
0: Absolutely, right? Well, I mean, there's, there's a give and take, right? Like it's not just, hey, like I have to achieve everything. Like I'm not really, I, I like to say this, I'm not results driven. Mm. Like I'm more so process driven,
1: mm. right?
0: The process of achieving is what really gets me excited because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like I'm building this app. I don't know what's going to happen, yeah, yeah. but I'm going all in, man. Like cool. everything's right. in there. That's, this is
1: so good because we have a lot of people in sales and I teach, you know, the blueprint of human influence. And when you're speaking to people, people have different ways of being motivated. They make decisions in a mm-hmm. certain way. And you just unraveled, you know, when, if you, if you like someone knew what the actual blueprint was, you unraveled that you're more of a process person yes. versus a completionist. Yeah. And so when I'm trying to sell you something, and this is totally relevant what you're sharing, but this is so good because when you learn these things, you can re- learn what motivates people. I would rather sell you on a, a business partnership, a product, a service, whatever I'm at, about the process. Mm. If I was just because I'm a completionist in the sense I want to get this result, this result. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to tell that to you, you're like, man, that sounds
0: yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like bro. That sounds way too traveling distant. The
1: world. You know, yeah. you'll be able to like work with people day by day. You know, like, yeah. oh, this a journey sounds amazing. Yeah. So it's just so interesting that, and I know we go, this is all about the strategic life here. So we're all over the place on that.
0: But just an example, like in real time for in a football sense, like people ask me like, oh, like you didn't make it to the Pro Bowl last year. You scored 20 touchdowns. Like, how does that make you feel? It's like, I don't, like, I really don't care. Mm. Like, sure, I would like that recognition. That'd be nice, but like, my ceiling, I, I don't know how far my ceiling is. Like, I'm gonna continue to push myself. Like, I care about, like, I scored, like I built up this thing. I built up a, a successful season to myself. Yeah. Like, I went through that journey. Those results, especially the ones that I can't control, like Pro Bowl, I can't control
1: that. Can't control that. But what
0: I can control is my effort and my yeah. my production that I put out, which was successful
1: to me. And there's a big you know? benefit to that because you are, like you said, you don't know what your ceiling is and there will never be a ceiling because you're, always, never, you're always about the journey. It never ends. The moment that you're trying to get to that destination, it's like what they, they say it's it's the it's the hedonic treadmill where you you try to make that first million dollars and then you'll be happy mm-hmm. so people are so completionist minded they get to the million dollars and they realize they have more stress and they're like well when i make five million, 10 right, million. Right, and then right, now right. life is gone right For you dude, like that's the advantage and maybe you know you're listening right now you can start asking these questions of like how can i enjoy the journey more like what can i do to look like look feel and act like austin where it doesn't matter if i don't get that new business opportunity. Like, did I do my absolute best? Did yes. I try everything I can? That would make you a lot more happy because that's why you're crushing so, it.
0: I'll even say this. I'll, I think it goes deeper than what you're saying. Ooh. You're saying it'll make you a lot Take a happier. Deep. Let's go. I, it, it will, for me, it is my fulfillment. It's not even just that it makes me happy. It's why I am trying, it's what I'm doing in my life. It's what I'm trying to do with my life is find these journeys to build myself mm. up and then leave a wake of motivation to help others do the same. It's, it's so much deeper than happiness. Happiness is so temporary. Right. But I feel like fulfillment Mm. is like I feel like I get up every day. I know what I'm trying to do. I know the process. I I can speak it. I can tell other people about it. And they they find they're like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Because no matter what you're doing, what you have right now is your biggest opportunity. And the fundamentals of what's going to make that successful for you will present the next opportunity. So what do you need to focus on? I want to focus on the process of taking advantage of what I have now. Mm. And that makes me so fulfilled because it's like there's no end to it. Like I could do that forever there is no end. You don't, there's no, there's no ceiling. You know, there is no ceiling. Like people say shoot for the stars. No, no. You just build your ground up and you just keep building your ground up yet. Yeah. So no matter if I fall, I'm already up here because I built myself up here. I have all these connections, network, net worth, all that stuff. Right. Like I'm not shooting for the stars looking to, you know, get to this level. And then, then I made it like, no, no, I'm trying to just continue to work, continue to build mm. and continue to wow. put myself in these processes that make me a better person, make me a more rounded, more depth. There's more depth in my life. That's yeah. what it is. Cause there's so many experiences, there's so much knowledge, there's so many connections that, it, that all that stuff fills my life with all of the substance that is like, wow, like this is
1: worth something. So that's, that's, that's why it's deeper for Bro. me. Cause it's like, it's, it's a life. It's, it is my life. What's endgame for you? Like, what's the ultimate outcome? Even though you're not a completionist, you see that in that sense, what is the big vision for Austin Eckler?
0: So, I mean, right now, obviously, I'm in my 20s and playing ball, so I feel like I have this, you know, this – Maximum amount of energy, and I'm putting it into, and I have a very concentrated. You have energy? Wait, wait, you have energy? I have a little uh, bit of energy. I, I don't think I've felt if that we we this entire conversation. I'm like this all the time. You know, she, she <laughs> should talk Good to my girlfriend. Good thing you're a charger, right? <laughs> like, you should talk to my girlfriend. She, she <laughs> can do every interview for me because I talk about the same stuff all the time. Um, and I have this just, this is the energy that I just carry around with myself. Um,
1: end game. What does that look oh, like? Oh, yeah, so end yeah. game.
0: And so, like, in this moment in time, like, I, I, I feel like I'm trying to plant as many seeds, mm. right, to create this, like I'm trying to create a visual here, to create this orchard that provides other seeds, right, for other people to help themselves, mm. whether it's me using my resources to help them, me using my efforts, or just my, my plants and trees in general help them. And so for me right now, you know, I'm trying to take advantage of my 20s. Like, I'm never going to have as much energy as I do now. I'm in my 20s. In whoa, my whoa, whoa,
1: hold on. What's up? Don't, we, don't be casting that on yourself. You're okay, never going to well, have more energy than your 20s. You I mean, can have even more energy. In your 20s, you're at your peak as far as... Uh, I don't tes- know. There's a lot of fat as far as that testosterone are testosterone
0: levels, as far as my youth, as far as my brain functionality, <laughs> like...
1: I've seen a lot of low-energy 20s, and they get in their 40s, and they finally okay, pick their well, lives
0: uh, up. Okay, okay. Well, hey... I'm gonna try to hold on to <laughs> this level of energy as long as I can. I there know that go. if not elevate it in go. some type of way. You know, I guess it's just a perspective of how you're trying yeah. to use it. Um, I have a lot of physical and mental in this part there of my go. life right now. You know, it'll transition more to the mental side as I retire from football, but hopefully that's a few years down the road. So but you wanna plant this orchard so that's, that's getting yeah. out these seeds. So what does the orchard look like? What's the what's the purpose behind so it? So, really, I really feel like the main theme of my life is really to try to help others want to be the best version of themselves while I'm also doing that. Mm. Like, I want to be the best version of myself, which means continuing to plant seeds, continuing to build myself, build my value, and whatever I seek as value. And for me, it's like my network, you know, me, it's my relationships, me, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, the things that I can you know, obtain and use those to help other people obtain stuff like that. And then, like I said, I spoke before helping other people do this so that I have an ecosystem that I've set up right now that is basically the base fundamental, the base foundation of that. And I want to continue to expand that, you know, and it includes my foundation. It includes, you know, you know, the app experience. It includes what I'm doing right now with myself as far as football, as far as my shows, things like
1: that. How does how does the NFL play into this orchard? Like where do you see that visually or how does the, the NFL allow for this orchard to grow faster, quicker? Does the NFL affected?
0: is probably one of the most plentiful places of opportunity in the world. Like it is like it's a haven for someone that's just looking mm-hmm. for opportunity because it's everywhere. But what people all some people don't have is the recognition or just the mental mindset of wanting to take advantage of that at their time right now. Um, but what I mean by that is the NFL. There's so many fans of the NFL. That's how I met Dave. That's why mm. I we're together here. Because yeah. he's a fan. He saw me so that good. I was. That he saw me that I was you know interested in like entrepreneurial things. So he wanted to you know get together with me, and now we met, and now we have a relationship. Like I've done that with hundreds of people that are fans of, of the Chargers just from the network of the Chargers and just living in LA and especially living in LA yeah. um, just the connections from the people that are Chargers fans and how many people they know um, and then also you know just being able to play games and have some type of sustained career obviously gives you more benefits the longer you stay in the NFL the more yeah. opportunities that come compounding for you, interest you know? as you mentioned huh? And so even like even my rookie year, people are hitting me up like, hey, I'm glad you're a Charger. Like these are real people. Like these are people that have jobs, that have connections, that do things themselves as well, yeah. right? And so there's those opportunities. The opportunity obviously of having a lot of capital. Um, whether you play one year or you know 20 years, you're gonna have a lot of money. Like the the minimum's like 600 something thousand, right? Yeah. So you're gonna get a good start. Yeah. Um, and so there's that one. There's the exposure. The exposure as far as your your name, you know, being a Charger, being associated with that. So now you can build a following. Um, and the the list goes on the networking you know the exposure the capital um, just the way that you can get into into pe- uh, people's things because of the coolness factor of yeah. of you know uh, being in the NFL and then like it just comes down to you being able to take advantage of those which is not easy and
1: all of that just pours into this orchard it's, it's a lot of it's all eyes here. a lot of financial abundance it's, it's all just, here all here at once so like it's good. just a big ball right it's just like hey pick out what you want it's like an a la carte yeah. what do you want to do. I love that because you, once again, it shows a lot about what your heart set is because there's a lot of other athletes in multiple different NBA, NFL, NHL, all that, that see the exact same things you just described, but they do it for their own self growth. Right, right. And for you, you've very clearly and visually shared that this is an orchard that you want for other people to prosper right and it's just it's the same exact vehicle the nfl it's mm-hmm. being how it's being used though and right. you're using it for the betterment of this world and betterment
0: of myself too like betterment of yourself alongside myself it, yes. and then like, like i said i want to better myself and build myself up and then leave like i keep saying i leave awake right of of motivation where, where, myself. Where,
1: where, you, I, that's the first time I've had someone say like they want to leave awake for the like the legacy yeah. part. Yeah. Where, where did you hear that or where did that? Come I don't know. From? I just
0: I just imagine like I grew up around lakes. You know. Oh, okay you know imagine yeah. being on a boat right yeah. and you have this like you're leading the way right you're like setting the example like look how far you can go and then there's this wake you know the waves behind it, the so, boat yeah. that are just kind of just going out see right? how
1: environment plays such a big look part at that. in that's is. the first <laughs> time i've heard that description i've heard you know leaving a kingdom leaving a legacy Yeah, yeah you're right. like i'm leaving a lake i'm leaving <laughs> a wake right a wake behind me that's yeah great, we don't have you know? much lakes in hawaii there was okay just, it was okay. an ocean so we'll say a big lake it's it's not even a
0: legacy though because it's not i don't care if you remember that if oh austin helped me like that doesn't i don't care about that i care if you actually get something out of something that's what i care about mm-hmm. that's what i focus on with like my foundation like we put physical physical things back in the community What like you might know that i did that you might not but what is important to me is that you actually use it and utilize that to help yourself get in a better situation mm-hmm. you know like for instance we built a gym for a school up in santa barbara and during my little speech I was given, I was like, none of y'all are going to remember that I put this in. Like, you guys are going to forget. But what is important is, maybe they won't because my face is on the wall. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but what's important is that you use it. Because if you use this weight room, yeah. you're going to learn mental toughness, physical toughness, yeah. how to work. as it. You're going to learn all these skills. They're going to help you. In the real world, right? You're so sheltered in high school. You don't have as much responsibility, some more than others. But regardless, when you get to an adult, you're going to need to have these types of skills that are going to help make this a little bit less stressful and have you mm. be able to, so you can manage it a little bit more. Um, so that's what we're trying to do with the Austin Eckler Foundation to put these resources. We put in washers and dryers back into communities where it's like mm. people don't watch they can't have clean clothes. So it's like, well, you're worried about your clothes, like no, no. Let, let's
1: get you washing dryers. Don't worry about your clothes anymore. Wash those. Such like, a small go worry investment about else, to get you know? one dryer, but to think about the ROI of like exactly. how many lives, the the confidence these kids showing up, you know, with yes. like dirty clothes or having to wear someone else's clothes because they don't have clean clothes, and you just yeah. sometimes we overlook that.
0: Exactly, that's exactly. So, so it's like let's, you know, that's what's one. Of, that's part of the wake, right? Part yeah. of the wake. Like I'm trying to get as far as I can, and then let's let's plant
1: seeds where we can help other people as well. Wow. Yeah. Talk, talk, let's talk a little more about the, uh, you know, your, your foundation. Yeah. When did that officially get started? So I started it two and a half years ago. Um, and why? Yeah. Why, why did you start it? I mean, I, I don't know, actually. How did you start? Like, was it something um, that gave you this opportunity? You said, I want to just start no, giving think, money away.
0: I think I was getting to the point in the NFL where I started to understand like how it worked. I think it was after my third year. So after my third year, uh, it got pretty repetitive. Like, okay, like I know the off season routine. I know what it's going to be like coming Mm -hmm. back in.
1: I know what to expect. I know how to get myself ready. And it's like, so when you say I knew how it worked in the sense of like the routine and scheduling of like, when you have time off for yourself. So, so imagine this, you
0: come into a new job, it's going to take you a lot of, or even if you hire somebody, there's going to be a lot of growing pains that you have to get through. There's going to be a lot more effort that you have to spend in the beginning to figure out how to work with each other. Yeah. How, where do I go? Where's the bathroom? Where's this? Like, you got to, What's the routine? You know, When do we have our meetings? Things like that. So it takes a while in the NFL because mm-hmm. you have to play well and it's just you have to continue to, just to build yourself into it and get yourself established that, okay, you can play at this level. So basically that process took about three years for me. And then now it's like, okay, I know how to be a pro. And so basically what that mm-hmm. did was narrow down the time that now I can be more efficient. And now I have excess time. Cause now I don't, now I'm not worried about, oh, now I know where to go. Now I know my coaches. Now I know yeah. the playbook. Now I don't have to keep studying for hours cause I already know all that stuff.
1: So when that got into routine, then your, what, your mind was able to think about this foundation? Exactly. Well, I had, like I had
0: more time to think about other things. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, football is going well. I'm being successful. I'm continuing, I know how to do that. Now, what else can I do? Like, what can I, what, what I have this void, like, okay. Yeah. What, where's the next challenge at? You know, I'm not saying it's not a challenge, but it's like I have I have room for more on my plate, yeah. right? Like we said, I'm chasing opportunities, so I'm like, okay, I've, I'm taking advantage of this one. Where's the next one that I can start taking advantage of yeah. and start building into that? So team? what did
1: what did that look like though? Did you, was it someone you had to go partner with? Like, how did you actually initiate this foundation? So I
0: called up my my uh, attorney and I was like, hey, do you know how to start a foundation? He's like, yeah, we could do that. He's like, I can do it in probably like a month, and I was like. I want to start a foundation because I want to start helping people. Like for myself, the vision behind it was I didn't I didn't have a ton of resources growing up, but I had them. Yeah. I had enough to get by. I was like, I want to make sure that people that are coming into a situation, not because of the choices they made, but because of the environment they live in. Or maybe they're, and their parents are low income, living in other cars or living, you know, an assisted living or just their school is so run down and there hasn't been any new resources. Like mm-hmm. these situations where it's not because of options, just because of lack of resources. Yeah. Let's get back to that so they can have that normalcy. They can have that opportunity like I had when I was younger. And it's not that it's going to be the best top of the line, but it's going to be there. You know, it's actually there. You can use it. Uh, And so the reason I did that, because at first I was like, I want to help individuals. Like, I want to help people, like kind of like a mentorship. And this is actually like really relevant in the entrepreneurial world. But it's like, you can only help someone so much. Like mm. you can't change someone if someone doesn't have the motivation, if someone doesn't want to physically go out there and do something for themselves, yes. you cannot help them because then you're going to try to change them. And that's not that's not
1: how no. we work as humans. So good. You say that. You know? So good. So that's that's beautiful. You have the, the personal mission behind it of your story of how you felt. Now, maybe you weren't in as the worst case scenarios that these people are, but you have your heart to that, which right. is also easier. When I wouldn't say easier, simpler to share this with others and allow them to feel that transference of emotion because you have your emotions with it.
0: Yeah, and so just speaking on what I was speaking on, right? Like, I was like, oh, I want to help individuals. He's like, ha, ah, like, let's slow down. And it was like, let's focus on like what helped you. It was like, it was, it was my mindset, but then it was also having the opportunity to apply my mindset to the things that I had around mm. me, you know? And so it was like, okay, let's, let's put resources then because, you know, it's the old saying like, you can lead a horse to water, you know, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, we say the same thing. I swear every day here, it's like, we can have the most motivation. We can have all the, but if, if guys aren't going to show up and don't want to put the time in, then that's, we can't help them. We can't yeah. help that. Um, and it, that's, that's relevant for anyone. Like you can go to any motivational speaker. You can go to any of these people and get excited. But if you aren't going to truly take on the person, the, the personal responsibility to actually make an action and an actual, actionable change in your life, then You're not going to change. Yeah. And then if you continue to do that, that will become who you are and you will be more stuck because then you always start
1: to identify as that person. Exactly. And there's a lot of people Mm. you've probably seen this that are listening to this podcast when I hope you guys are listening to this again, action. but you listen to this podcast and that podcast, go to that event, that event. And then they are the same one year later. I'm like, why are you doing all this? And it's because they start to identify as the one that likes to learn the things, but not apply it. Yes. They, and then it also, it it just creates this cycle. And, and if you're feeling, if you felt this in the past, like you could break it, but you've maybe been in the cycle where you want success because you're going to all these events and you're hearing Austin crushing in life and you're hearing about, you know, what I'm doing or what Tony's doing. And then you keep feeling like you're less than, less than, less than because you're not changing.
0: And... The reason I would say that, I would say the main reason that you're probably not changing is probably because of your environment,
1: hmm.
0: you know, and it's harder. That I feel like the older you get to like if you've been doing that for a long yeah. time,
1: you're starting to get stuck in your ways. Oh,
0: my, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the old dog, new trick saying, you know, yeah. it's it, it's tough. It, it, it's not it, it's not easy. It's simple, but not easy because it's yeah. like, oh, just just do different things. Well, you've been doing something this way the entire way. Now you're saying yeah. do it this way. It's, it's tough, uh, but one thing that could help you is definitely your environment. And that's something that I have continued to grow around myself to be yeah. people that are like hyper motivated, like want to grow themselves, not necessarily the same way that I do, but they want to grow themselves in their direction. Um, so I have a lot of friends, you know, just that I've met being out here in LA that are really successful in what they do. And they're really passionate about a couple concepts that they just are crushing it on. So good. Um, and I just love being around them and hearing about what they're doing um, and hearing about, you know, the things that they're successful in um one of my for example uh bear you know he does all the um the marketing for a, a jewelry company called jackson
1: oh i know oh, i don't know him personally personally but i have a lot of mutuals bear yeah, bear yeah. uh with um yeah do you know do you know jj by chance jj um uh, he goes by uh, jj little jefe i don't i know they're good friends and all that. Really? bear yeah because i used to live down here in Dana point so yeah yeah, that's yeah, he about. Does yeah he's jack jackson right yeah, he's Dude, just, this he does li- all this is this is literally Jackson. That's it. Shout out to yeah, Jackson. yeah, shout out to Emily shout for to getting Jackson. that for my birthday. Let's yeah, I'm literally oh, wearing Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, all right, yeah, we're putting this, you know, <laughs> so send is. us the bear. Let's get some <laughs> yeah. sponsorship <We> got- <laughs> going. Come on.
0: Shout out to Bear. So continue though. We're just about talking bear. about like like guys like him that. Like, we're not, like, very best friends, but, like, yeah. we're acquaintances. Like, we talk to each other probably once or twice every and single week. And when you week. see him hustle, you're probably, like, just, like – Well, it's like it's, we, we, like, feed off each other's yeah. hustle. Like, I'll be talking to him about, hey, what's going on with – he'll be talking to me, hey, what's going on with Jackson? Like, hey, how you doing? Like, hey, I'm going to put you in a podcast. Hey, I'm going to give you a shout-out for Jackson and all this. Like, we're just feeding off each other, right? Yeah. And him pushing himself pushes me. And, obviously, I'm in a unique scenario because I'm around 53 guys that are hyper-focused on trying yeah. to become – really good at football so that also helps me you know be around that environment and so i'm in a really concentrated hyper focused environment on a lot of people that want to be great Mm -hmm. it might not like i said it might not be exactly what i want to be great at like i do want to be great at football but i also want to be great at being an entrepreneur and growing but
1: being around it just helps so much i want to tap into that really quick we have so many i have so many different routes i want to go but i've heard i heard you talk about this a little bit which is you are in the avenue of football yeah and you are not only one of the highest performing running backs in the entire league, but mm-hmm. you're also the captain of the team and yeah. you're crushing it. But you also are in many different avenues. Yeah. How, what can you say, or how are you not diluting yourself because you're focusing on these other things? How are you still crushing it in football, but still focusing on that? Like what's keeping oof, you like oof. really good at what you so do?
0: I was talking to Emily about this before the podcast. And I think like a year it's been a year of me really focusing on this because I did get to a point where I was like, man, I'm so burnt out, um, like, like, man, like, I don't wanna keep doing like whatever it was, like the foundation, I'm like, ah, do I just let it kind of go under the rug? And then I started to realize, like, I was spending a lot of time on these short-term pleasures that didn't really mean stuff, like mean anything to my life, like, you know, playing you know hours of video games here and there, like scrolling around on social medias, like just chilling around watching TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I started to get under control, like, I have a vision of where I want to go and those things, none of those things help me get to there. Like Mm. I want to be on an Mm. upward trajectory to that. And so I've been really conscious of trying to eliminate, not not totally knock them out because we do need some type of short term pleasure to give our mind off of things and give us time to relax. Um, But I wanted to really start minimizing those. Um, and so I've been really conscious about understanding, OK, is this a short term pleasure? Is this appropriate for me to be doing mm. this at this time? If not, OK, what is something that I can be doing that's going to help me continue the upward trajectory Ooh. towards my towards Bro, my vision? So good. Right. And so it's really it came down to time management for myself. Yeah, like we have we have a lot of not a lot. There's a lot of time of the day I feel like that can be captured and can actually be utilized for something that's actually productive that we kind of just sweep under the rug and, or use it for a short-term pleasure. And so with my team, I've been really focused on, hey, let's organize everything. Let's get everything back to back to back to back. So when I'm done with work, I go into the next thing, into the next thing, into the next thing, short-term pleasure at the end of the day when everything's done. And so
1: yeah. like, at the end, it's like the reward. It's like exactly. the dessert. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I the, it's the, the same same come too. down. Like, yeah, huh, like let's play some video Which games Which is now. okay. And we have to give some like freedom to people listening because there's entrepreneurs that are like, they're hounding themselves, burning themselves out. And they think that if they're gonna go scroll on social media or maybe watch a show at night, yeah. they're they're losing. No. But, it, but like, it's good to do it as long as you get the main things, the main yeah. thing and the most important thing, the most important thing, and then have that.
0: And for me, I know if, if I come home and I start playing video games, I'm pretty much, I'm done. Bro, I had to, s- I had to
1: put, leave my Xbox back like years yeah. ago because I knew if I was even around, I'd be on there for hours. I'm done,
0: you know? So it's like, I got to make sure I... I I come home, I'm straight into what I need to get done.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's just manage. it was came down to me, it was managing my time. Once again, also yeah. your environment too. Yeah. You gotta exactly. clean up your environment, not have the video games maybe as mm-hmm. present. If you have a problem with junk food, don't have it right, in the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Absolutely. That's such a that's, good that's example. That's actually a good one. So like <laughs> what? Tell the me junk Lord. food's a good one for, pers- for personality. I, I love junk food. And so I just, I just can't buy it. I just don't buy it. Right. And so, but, your go-to? but I'll still go down to the pantry and open up the pantry. Like, just to gonna, look, like there's going to be something in here. This time. <laughs> I do that all and the I'm time. Like,
1: ah, man. And all will But It's it. good that you don't have anything in there. Cause if you did <laughs> there's nothing in it's there. Like, it's like,
0: I open it. I'm like, oh, did I, maybe I forgot something in the back. You know, maybe there's like some fruit snacks. What's <laughs> your, there. what's your go-to junk? Man. Us? I mean,
1: I'll eat fruit snacks. I, you know, I like chips. Like, I like. Do you at least do it like where it's like organic or clean chips or fruit no, snacks? No, absolutely you,
0: not. I want the, the dirty stuff. Oh
1: man. You just yeah, go. Terrible, don't buy
0: it, it's one of the best things in it. So, the someone season. listening
1: right now, they're gonna be like, Well, how's this guy still so jacked if he eats junk food? All well, the time? I work out,
0: I've worked out year round for like 10 years straight. Like, working out is my therapy. Do
1: you still eat really high quality food for the most part? And that's just like your little I definitely, yeah, like, definitely high quality food. Okay. And that's like the 80 20 rule like, 80% right, really right. high quality, 20% junk, Anything, yeah,
0: moderation, right? Like, yeah. you know, I feel like it allows you to actually have some more freedom when you're working out as much you know, as I am as far as just year round. Like, it's funny, people at the end of the season, like, oh, you're ready for, you know, to get some downtime. like, I'm still going to be working out, staying in shape. I just need to stop getting hit. Yeah. Like, it's just the, the getting hit part that I need to break from. I still can run around, you know, catch the ball, do stuff like that, things yeah. that are fun for me. Uh, but working out has been, a, you know, a big part of my of my uh, life. That's why you know, I went back to the, the foundation with the weight rooms. Like I learned so many skills and had so yeah. many memories from the weight room and just all those skills that I was telling you that it teaches people, that definitely is ingrained in my mind. And like for me, it's, it's more therapeutic. Like I just want to go there, I just want to put on some, some metal music and just grind and just push myself. That's a controlled environment where yeah. you can physically push yourself, right? There's so many There's so many benefits from going to the gym or doing something active that is not even physical like mental toughness, being able to, you know, stay on a schedule, being able to be pushed, being around the social atmosphere. If you're doing it with friends and other people and, you know, we're not even talking to the physical stuff yet, like all these other skills that help you. And then on top of that, it helps you, you know, have less health problems, you know, give you longevity, you know, self-esteem because you feel like you look better, you feel better. Like it's just a huge bundle of benefit, you know, but it's, it's not, it's, it's one of those things. It's simple, but not easy, you know, just like a lot of things in life. And so that would be an amazing ad for anybody, you know, as far as if you're not working out, that I would highly advise. And bring someone with you because it's going to be a lot easier for you to do, like, bring, Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier for you to stay on a schedule, standard a routine if you bring yeah. someone with you and you do it together.
1: And I'll say this, and, and you're right, like, let's keep it simple. It's not going to be easy. And I like to simply break these things down of someone that is so expansive in your knowledge, your wisdom, the way you live life. Like, going back to what Austin just said, it's like the biggest thing is environment right? Understand who's around you. And you might be listening right now and be really good in certain areas, but do that reality check of Austin thinking of like, okay, what am I like wasting time with? And it's just that conscious decision of like, man, I really am spending a couple hours on social media, or I really am binge watching, you know, four times a week when maybe if it was one times a week on Mm -hmm. netflix that could be fine Mm -hmm. but having that reality check because there are always are weak spots in your life and so if you could just do a reality check and think about man what are you struggling with is if it is your health then that's maybe where you have to change the environment. Your environment for personal development's good, but is your environment with people that are out of shape that you're always around, or you have the junk food in your house, or maybe it's the relationship. You're around people, like you're trying to find the love of your life, and you're around a bunch of people that have been divorced multiple times, and you're getting advice from them. Like mm. That's the things that we mm. don't like to look at, because that's our blind spots, and that's right. usually where we say, well, no, 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 I'm, I'm around a lot of high performers, and I go to events and all right. that stuff, but there's so many other areas of your wheel of life relationship, you know, health, <laughs> yeah. you got finances, like finances yeah. is just one of the eight areas, contribution, yeah. adventure, like family. <laughs> so I just wanted to really just let you sink that in because we're going so many different areas. Mm-hmm. What can you change in your environment? Mm-hmm. You know, what can you start to give up for those short-term gratifications for the delayed long-term gratification? You know that, what you just shared there, cause I like studying this and learning this, that is the exact reason why people stay on the hedonic treadmill is because they... What's that? So the hedonic treadmill is like when you are in this constant cycle of like wanting to get the next thing, but then you get there, then it's another goal. It's, it's the never-ending uh, uh, finish line. Okay. So you're on this cycle of like thinking like life is going to be good when. Mm. That's the hedonic treadmill. Mm. So the reason why people get stuck on that or the reason why people be, be the ones that go to all these different events and they never act on it is yeah. because them going to an event or them listening to this podcast is short term gratification. Right, right. So they get that dopamine yeah. hit thinking they're doing good, but they're not used to doing the delayed gratification, which is the things that we're trying to say here, which is change your environment. You won't get a hit right away if you're trying to change your environment. They could people are like, Oh yeah, I know you should change your environment. Well, do you? No. Oh, I mm-hmm. know about like, you know, going to work out. Well, do you? No. That's the problem and that's why most people don't succeed. Yeah. It's I think they're, that's right. They're, they're doing that. My,
0: that's why I think that's why I'm a little different because I feel like my dopamine hits comes from doing the process of it.
1: Well, because you, cause right, you like grew up it's, it's on the farm. Driven. Yeah, I was six a.m. in the morning. Yeah, breaking ice. I mean, share about I'm, that. I want I want I'm you to break share it. the so story. So the worst what were you part
0: doing? the worst part of it
1: um, was
0: in the winter. Winters in Colorado, cold, snow, and before before I'd go to school every morning. We're out there pitching. We had five horses pitching hay to horses, and then had to go break their ice. Um, and I remember like especially having to water them water them We didn't have any like bubblers that keep like the tanks yeah. from freezing like you're out there busting ice You know you're doing this in high school. No. Well, I started like in sixth grade sixth grade, bro so, I, I
1: complained when I had to feed the dog before school. Oh, yeah, yeah you no, had there, to there was go no up.
0: complaining or you get your ass beat that <sighs> type of shit You know, like there's no complaining like and that's it like I, I hated it But like looking back like it was the biggest that sculpted me man. Yeah. Like that's like, there's no, there's no excuses. Like, what are you, what are you complaining about? Like it was work, yeah, I didn't like it, but now I, now I see it, now I use that. Cause now yeah. I'm like in a situation where like I would never complain. Would I, you go back to that situation though? No, I would not. Use, I would yeah. not put my child to that and that's situation. that's usually how it is. But no. That
1: is so beautiful. It's, but, your greatest test was your testimony. But it
0: was it was tough love is what it was. Tough love. It mm-hmm. was tough love. So I definitely will go back to tough love. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. But uh, I'll just do it a little differently. <laughs> do a little different. Tough love in a different environment. In <laughs> a different environment, for if sure. If you were able to, right now, Austin, <laughs> that you have all these successes, all these things you're doing, if you were able to go back to 11-year-old Austin, that's maybe mm-hmm. in that exact environment you're describing. What would be something you would tell him, or something you'd provide him, or show him? That would be. I wouldn't. Oh, I'm where I, I'm where I should
0: be. Like I I I can't give him anything. Like I I think I I think I just step aside and let it play its course again because I feel like I'm such a like I, I'm in such a fulfilled place in my life right now. I'm like this is everything that I could ever imagined. Mm. Like I'm so fulfilled every single day. Mm. And I'm like if if I were to die tomorrow, I've I've given everything to my life so far. Like. It was a great run. Yeah. Like it's been a great run so far. If I die right now, if I die 80 years down the road, like regardless, if I'm still alive, I'm gonna continue to continue to build these things and try to help other people. But that's just my mission. That's my journey. That's my fulfillment in life. It's all of those. So I don't want him to change. I don't want him to change at all. And uh, you know, just going back and even looking at my younger self, I remember back in college, my my freshman year, it was like 2013, 2014. I had like these motivational quotes that I was posting back then like this is before i'm even it i'm anybody you know as far as in the chargers or even in on campus um and i was just so proud of just like all the things i was saying to myself talking about like you know like making sure that hey like things might not always be great but hey you got something you know take it like just little quotes Mm. like there's like eight or nine of them like god i love that kid like yes like that's what it's about um and so man like like I'm in a very fortunate place where I'm like, yes, like I, I, I there's nothing that would change. Like, what am I gonna tell them? Cause I don't, I want you to be
1: right where you're at right now. Yeah. You know, 11 year old me. What an incredible uh, mindset. Yeah. And I think that's why you are who you are today. Cause your mindset is when you look back at your past, you don't regret it, you understand that was the process of who you are today. Right, exactly. Like you don't want to change that. where other people, and someone might be listening, might be still in this regret of, it shouldn't have been that way. I could be in a different position well, if this would have changed. And there's different scenarios, right? Like people have very different upbringing
0: and just different lives in general, where there might've been a very pivotal moment in their life where it's like, oh, I, I should have done something differently there. Maybe it was yeah. a mistake, maybe it was, you know, something that they're like, oh, they took advantage of. For me, I didn't have that like defining moment where like catastrophic change in my life. Yeah you know so i guess I, get, I can't relate to really that that type of scenario um, if you and maybe they wouldn't want to go change because that still made them who they are today yeah. you know and it, it, i guess it comes down to are you happy with yourself today i guess that's really the way you're asking me there you know so you're asking me if i'm if i'm pleased with who i am today or is there something that would change back that's the really kind of no.
1: like the underlying part of the question is yeah yeah no, you're no right. i
0: ain't, bro I, i'm stepping back i'm just going to Get out there, brother. Break that damn ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Break that ice. Get out, out there, there. Shoveling man. snow and Bro, all that of is, it, you know. Hoses is. are frozen at night, pulling them in. We had like a wood burning stove. Gotta start up the stove and thaw out the hoses cause. So if the hoses if you let, if you watered the hose, horses, we didn't have like hoses like out next to them. You had to run them all the way from the house, all the way out to the pens. And if you didn't blow all the water, you had to go pull the hoses uphill, blow the water out of them, so that there was no no that water. Because if they froze, it would crack the hoses and expand and crack the hoses. Oh, you got weapons Oh my. Happened. Oh yeah. Because usually it was like late at night. Like, why are the horses out of water? And like, get your ass up, get them water. All right, going you know, getting out of bed, putting stuff on, dragging hoses inside. My mom's pissed off, he's pissed off, I'm pissed off. <laughs> and so yeah, it's just, yeah. Nights like that, that I will never forget. But yeah. hmm. Hmm. made a long way from then.
1: Yeah man yeah. and it's 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 like what you said it's it's it defined and created who you are today because it's so evident you're a hard worker you're consistent you you don't need the the the, the glitz and the glam of life to be happy because no. you didn't really have that and you what found makes, your own internal happiness it's in the work it's in the work that's, and that's what makes why you're happy. crushing it man that's what makes me happy because
0: working because when i work it builds me up in so many different ways it builds my mind it builds my network it builds my experiences in life it builds what i have it builds the impact that i can make like there's so much stuff that you can get from from just working, right, and so that's therapeutic to me. I'm like, yeah. yes, like let's go to work. Like I can't wait to go to yeah. work tomorrow. Like, and if you
1: know? people have this this negative connotation to the word work, so let me actually, because this is actually what it really is. You're a creator. You know how to create. Working mm-hmm. is to create something. You're going to create an outcome. Yeah. You're going to create uh, the horses to be happier. So you are addicted in a good way to the creation of things yeah. and that's truly our deepest essence. and we are right. creators from the mind comes the thoughts and the thoughts become actions and actions become a creation of some sort
0: exactly and, and another way to interpret it is my work my perspective of work is the growth of myself it's not you're mm-hmm. creating but it's i'm creating myself you know i'm creating myself <laughs> you know in the work and so that's why i i share this with people that are on my stream um, i'm like even if you're doing something that you don't want to do like there's still opportunity for you there to build yourself up, which is what you're doing essentially. You know, maybe it's, maybe you're focusing on monetarily and it's hourly, but it's like, if you change your perspective and be like, oh, maybe you're working some register job. Like, hey, what do you have? You have responsibility here. So you have to be organized. You have to be able to mm-hmm. communicate and you have to be able to execute, you know, on your assignments and things like that. Those are all skills that will help you in a lot of other jobs as well. Yeah. So if you're able to master those and maybe even teach someone those, guess what? Now you can move up as far, maybe now you can be a manager or maybe now you can apply those skills and be like, hey, I did this. You know, um, in this last in my last job, I was able to build on it. Now I have these skills, and so I'm really good at that. Now you have a new opportunity, like you have to see, you have to be able to see the opportunity within your work. You know, and it's not necessarily that it's, oh, you have to love your job because yeah. you don't. A lot of a lot of people don't love their job. I would yeah. say, a, yeah, a ton of people don't like their job, right? But I think it's because of the fact that they're looking at it wrong. You know, I would say it, mm. it would be more beneficial for you to look at this as an opportunity for you to grow yourself, so that you can apply and. Acquire skills to work in something that you mm. do want to do, mm. you know. And so that's what I always share with my stream because I have a lot of young people on there that are like working, changing,
1: like, changing the next generation. You know, man.
0: that is exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help them be the best version of themselves. Yeah. You
1: know, man, yeah. that's that's I just <laughs> let that sink in real quick. You you talked about um, you talked about visualization earlier. Yeah, when we were talking about the the, the zone when you were there as a freshman and you were in that zone of discomfort and you would visualize tell the tell the listener here like what does visualization like how do you act because we know what visualization is like that's who they are but what do you actually do so for me it comes down to my preparation which then actually can give me some
0: type of visualization in the first place like i can bring this one back to football as easy reference like i practice all week right i practice Mm -hmm. all week and we have a script of what plays we can potentially run and so literally in in the locker room in my um in my hotel room, I'll go down the script, I'll say a play, I'll just envision myself, okay, maybe I'm running out to the right, catching the ball from Justin, Mm -hmm. all right, here we go. I'll just give myself a little, like, I'll even like, like, kind of walk it out. Like I said, hut, like I'm running out. Boom. Justin throws me the ball. All right, what's the next play? And so it comes mm-hmm. down to me preparing, me understanding what I'm supposed to do, knowing what my assignment is, and then me basically visualizing that and even going through that motion a little bit, right? Because it just builds so much confidence. Like I feel like I've done it before. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've been here. I've, oh, I've been here. I've done this. I know what I'm gonna do. I so know. eyes
1: are closed. You put music. on. No, I don't. I
0: don't. I'm not even closing my eyes. Oh, your eyes are open. I'm, I'm like, okay, like, all right. Boom. I'll just give, give myself a hike.
1: I'm coming over. Boom, just caught this ball so like when you're actually visualizing though are you seeing it like where you're catching the ball right. or do you see it from above like right so like no I'm, i am seeing it as myself
0: like yeah. I'm, I'm visualizing this you know imaginary ball and just imaginary justin throwing it to me and me catching it and then go oh, make a move on the imaginary defender right and mm. even a, a visualization even in the business in my entrepreneurial space with my app you know my app i've been i've been building planning this thing for so long um i have this I have a bunch of visualizations, but I have a visualization of the, the entire ecosystem and how I envision it like being fairly successful. And then I have mm. smaller components where I'm like, okay, this is how I envision this part of the app looking just in general, like for my devs and stuff like that. And then with a lot of times, that's where the inspiration comes from for me to actually like put something on like a piece of paper and things mm-hmm. like that. So there's a whole bunch of different visualizations I think that I do. And it's it's just part of me prep preparing for things, right? It's part of the setup. To yeah. some type of bigger outcome or some type of test, whether it's the game or whether it's actually me giving it to my dev team to then go and execute, right? Yeah. It's all set up and preparation is where the visualization comes in, and it's not that, that's not the only part of it, but there's steps into it, and the yeah. ones I feel like you've, you're almost at the end is when you really start to see that, and you're visualizing the whole time, but that's when you can see the complete picture, and that's where it's really important
1: to so important understand that. Do you find many of like let's just say your teammates do they visualize as well, or is this I kind have of- no idea. I've never talked. I guess never anymore. really talked to him about like, hey, that. I have. I have no idea. Yeah. Is it kind of a taboo thing, or like it's kind of like woo woo still, or is visualization more? I, whether you whether you like are knowledgeable about it or not, I feel like we all do it. Yeah. Right. It's your imagination. Hey, we we visualize the best things happening. Worst case, case scenarios happening. It's we, your imagination, you know, right.
0: and it, it's just different. Is it's. it's depending on the situation, you know, like if you put a lot of preparation into it, what is that preparation that's giving you some type of confidence? It's giving you some type of know-how and that know-how in your mind, you can visualize how you're doing that, right? Whether you consciously are aware that you're visualizing, you are, you're going, everyone does, you know, I've just, I've just understood that because people have asked me about me visual, visualizing
1: things. So I just know when I'm predominantly doing it. Yeah. But you don't know if like, too many other people are doing it on your team, that's not, like, really a topic you've ever had. I've never talked about, yeah, visualizing uh, with, with the boys. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. You would think in a sport like that, and that's why I'm curious, like, for something that's so powerful that it only takes a few minutes, like, people would be more intentful with it. Like, because if that's, like, literally a hack, I know some of the greatest, the goats, you know, like Tom Brady talks about visualization a lot, mm-hmm. but many different players, Kobe talked about it all the time in NBA, you would think that that would ripple through and more people would do that but i guess it's the same thing as entrepreneurship where even some most entrepreneurs don't even visualize because either they don't get the instant gratification from it they think it's they're too good for it or they don't even know about it hmm. but I, I really do believe hmm. it is like a superpower you know, it's, it's an advantage. It's, it's the Eckler edge, as, as you would say. <laughs> the edge. Brand of, yeah, the strategic, the, I talk about getting the strategic edge and then you're like, dude, my show is called Eckler's Edge. Like, yeah, there's a crossover there. <laughs> Shout out to Eckler's Edge. Catch us on Yahoo. That's right. Catch on Yahoo. <laughs> I think that, I think that's a superpower and it, I don't think it is. It is a superpower to be able to see the future so vividly. So then when it happens, like how Kobe says, like when he envisions the shot, making the game-winning shot, hundreds and hundreds of times. When he gets in that moment, there's no, there's none of those nanosecond nerves of like tightening up or fidgeting, or like, oh my yeah. God, there's ten thousand people. This is win or lose. It's like, no, no, I'm used to this. Yeah, but you and just said. And that's the advantage of it.
0: You just said why he was able to do that, right? Is the setup like it's the it's set up in preparation that gives you the visualization you know so if you can't visualize you know the things that you're trying to achieve then you yeah. probably haven't set yourself up or probably yeah. haven't thought about or prepared enough yes. for that to even be and you will a be in a
1: reactive mindset and say, proactive you are exactly. when you're out there exactly. and you see that situation you're always in a proactive state you're in not not just football but business as well when something comes to you or you get a big opportunity you know how to be proactive and take it down that road if you're not visualizing this is a call to action for you right now if you're not visualizing you will always be in a reactive state absolutely because you are not preparing to know what's going to come in the future right you're just living by the things that are coming to you externally and then you're reacting right and and you know where that goes that doesn't go far and uh, you know that's
0: what i would say is in the beginning of most people's career right but as you can be, start to become a vet, then you start being more proactive because in the beginning, you have all these un- unknowns and unexpected, and you're still kind of raw, you're still forming yourself, yeah. right? So you have all these reactions that you're taking, right? Yes. You're trying to figure it out, but as you continue to get older, continue to get more prepared, do more practice, then you're like, okay, that's like, for instance, we'll keep in football terms since you know I'm a football player. When you come in as a rookie, You know, when you come in as a rookie, you come in, you're kind of just like reacting to how the locker room goes. Like how, you know, how do people interact? How do people talk to coaches? Like we don't Mm -hmm. call them coach around here. Usually it's like first name bait, like we're coworkers here. So it's a difference that you're learning all this stuff. You're reacting. Then, as I said, like after my year three for me is when I felt like I was like, I understand this. Now I'm being proactive. Now things are coming at me. Now I know how to Mm -hmm. treat them. Now I'm using these things. Now I'm taking advantage of these things. So we go through this and yeah, you have to get to that proactive state where you feel like you can actually understand and know what the heck's happening whatever that instance is for you whether it's sports whether it's you know your business, whether it's you're building something that you can actually be able to visualize, it's not gonna happen. And you be like, "Oh, I'm gonna start doing visualization." No, there's a there's a there's a trend, or not a trend, but there's a there's a route you have to take. then it comes through all the practice. Yes. Because you can't just go out there and just do stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't. You have to build up, There's so much preparation and setup. You know, if you've ever built anything big or anything substantial, or not even that, if you've ever built anything, you always have to set up before you can actually start to move in any direction, up or down. Right? You have to be able to actually have the foundation to actually start. Okay, let's build something. I mean, you can get as basic as like building this table. Right? You're going to get the you're going to get the instructions. That's the setup. It's already done. Now you start to actually go forward. Right? And then you see that you see the table. They give you you know the the pieces, the instruction. They give you the finished project. The finished product is the that's the visualization yeah. visualization part. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh man. And, was- and you're visualizing that before it's even built. Right? It's just a bunch of boxes, but you
1: get to see the table built in a picture. That's the visualization. Yeah, you're on a different one right now. <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit about your, your actual career. Okay, so you've been in what, the league five years? Five, going on six. And you joined right after the San Diego Chargers became the LA Chargers. Correct. So you've always been LA Always LA Charger. been LA Chargers. Okay. So you came in, from what I saw in your stats, you, you came on a three-year contract. Three-year contract, my first year, for yeah. For 1.6 mil? Yeah,
0: 1.6. That's the, that's the minimum rookie undrafted what contract. did that
1: do for you were you excited or did you feel like oh man. oh heck yeah i was yeah. excited are you kidding me yeah yeah. yeah. you
0: know three years 1.6 mil like okay. play football like i just came actually had an internship um so i had some money saved up for my internship uh for i worked for an oil and gas company and they paid like 20 bucks an hour and i was like this is sick yeah yeah. you know coming out of college <laughs> 20 bucks an hour are you kidding me for an internship so i saved up like 15k okay you know during my college uh my college summer that summer, uh, just working for noble energy at the time. And so I had, I had a little taste of like, Oh, like it has made some money for myself. Uh, and then that was my junior summer. And so then my senior summer obviously went to the NFL and it was at a whole different level, right? Like big checks. Like yeah. I'm like thirty, forty thousand $40,000 at a time, like, Whoa, like this is huge money. Wow. Um, and so really, I didn't really do anything with it. I just kind of just because I didn't know what to do. I yeah. just kind of just got paid for like my first year and just kind of just held on to everything.
1: So you are kind of just holding on, not not putting it at the real estate or stuff I like that. I didn't put it into anything. It was yeah. just a big
0: ball. And I was advised to do that by, you know, our, our council and then our, okay. uh, our PA. Just like, yeah, for your first year, just don't spend any money, basically.
1: So you did three years and then at the end of your third year, you got your four-year extension. Correct. Why did you get a four-year extension?
0: So, I mean... I was balling out. You were balling out that <laughs> was time. was balling out, right? Yeah. Like, I had built myself up. So my first year was mainly special teams, scored a couple touchdowns. Second year, like, okay, this guy can actually play ball. Um, got more into the offense, scored even more touchdowns, um, still was on special teams. Third year, took me off of special teams, only playing offense. Okay. And then had my best career ever. Oh, man. Or my, my best year ever up until that point. Yeah. And so then that was my contract year. Yep. And so then got signed to a four-year deal.
1: And four-year for 24 mil? Yeah, 26.5. 26.5? Yeah. So what was that like going from Jeez. 1.6 to 26.5? <laughs> I
0: thought I had big checks before. <laughs> man. My man. Talking about, yeah, like take you up to an even bigger level, right? And at this point, I already had um, like five or six duplexes, multifamily houses back in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I'd started to get a taste of my entrepreneurial side. Um, getting it back going anyway, right? I've just been hyper-focused on football, starting to get back into it. And then, yeah, so signed for, yeah, the 26-5. And, uh, man, that I didn't know what to do, man. I was just like, I guess, like, th- this is all the money I would ever ever imagine to have. I would never yeah. imagine to have this much money, you know? What was
1: the most surprising thing that happened when you signed that? Was it, like, whether it was something like with your family or just something you did something funny or <laughs> something random happened? What What comes to mind when you got that? big check or that big, that big deal. What
0: comes to mind? Wow. Um, I mean, honestly, more, more money to invest. <laughs> like yeah. all the money I've made, I pretty much invested everything. Um, did some special stuff for the moms for sure. Bought her a new yeah. truck. Oh, I just, did you? Yeah. I took care of her just because yeah. she'd been, she's driving this van that's got like 300,000 miles on it. Every time it turns to the left, it makes a weird noise. I'm like, okay, mom, let's, let's get you something nice. Uh, so did that. And then, Basically, like for me, like at that point I had made one point six million, so I I had some type of capital saved up. And so that more money, it almost I was almost numb to it by then. Mm-hmm. Like I was almost in that realization in the first couple of years that money isn't everything type of thing. It's something. It definitely is not saying mm-hmm. like, oh, you just don't have money, you still be fine. Like just to even function in America, you have to have some type of capital. But I was at a point where it was like, I had more, it was great, but it wasn't like I think my, me making the team, making my first check was more impactful, more exciting than getting the extension. Not mm-hmm. saying I wasn't excited. I was mm-hmm. ecstatic. Right. Right. But um, like the, the actual influence in my life of the money I think was less. And I think that's when I started to just, just mature more. Yeah. The maturity uh, probably played yeah. a big
1: part. Right. Which so is like, good.
0: yeah, I'm absolutely glad I'm trying to even get another contract, you know, after yeah. this one. Uh, but was really understanding that, that this is going to oper- open up more opportunities for me in my investing space at in, in that point. But I still knew that my opportunity is really still coming from what I'm doing on the field and in, in other mm. places in my network and stuff. That's That was real value because yeah. that value, that's value that never goes away. Yeah. You know, we talk about this in the running back room all the time. It's like, would you rather have – you know, you know, $50 million, you know, today or a $50 million plan today kind of thing. Like mm. we just always have these these conversations. So kind of, that just reminded me of that. Um, but for me, it's like, like the real value. Another thing we said the other day was like the money, like at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean much. Like, it's like, what if I said, Hey, for the next, you're only going to live for the next five years, but I'm gonna give you all the money that you could ever want, you can spend. You have unlimited credit card, mm-hmm. right? But you're only gonna live for the next five years. Would you take that? Like, no way. No. I want to. I want to live out the rest of my life because yeah. time has time has infinite value to it. Yeah. And so I started to realize that, like, okay, money isn't money isn't the holy grail,
1: right? Mm. You know, so That's so good. Yeah. So you had that career, or you had that new contract. When did you actually become the captain of the team? Yeah. So was uh, you
0: know fortunate enough to make an impact, you know, on the team. To the point where i was able to become a captain in in my fifth year and the reason i say impact because there's just so much that goes into it to get to respect of your teammates yeah. right um, well, Share
1: expand on that that's what i'm really curious like how did you get that position what does that actually look like
0: yeah um so just coming in like i'm just this rookie just raw just trying to build myself in start to get established a little bit more get into my second contract and i'm just continuing to work like like uh, uh, all the stuff I'm talking about is who I am as a person. I just, I want to go out there and work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be out there, I'm going to be barking at people like, Hey, try to get other people ready to go to work. Like I'm excited to work. I'm excited because yeah. I get to go practice is another opportunity. And so it's, it's the energy is contagious, right? Like people will start to feed off of that. And, uh, you know, I started to earn respect as I started to have some more success on the field. Like I was leading by example. Uh, I wasn't trying to be a, a captain or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was just being myself and just trying to, like I said, bring people with me. I'm trying to get get you excited about going to practice and getting better. Because guess what? If you didn't have practice today, you'd be somewhere else. You wouldn't be, have an opportunity to get paid millions of dollars to play football, right? Like, let's go out and let's get better. You know, just getting other people like, yeah, yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah, hell yeah, let's go, man. Like, <laughs> now you're hype, Yeah, right? <laughs> You're getting me hype right let's now. Let's go you're play some trying. football, man. Come yeah. on, put me on the like, team. Coach, like, let's,
1: let's coach go. It. Go. Oh, you know, like that's an opportunity. Can I go? Can you. I go try out? uh
0: you know, we'll I'll, I'll be talk, tight end. I talked to Tom
1: Telesco, so right. our GM. We'll see what see what. Yeah, Tom's, the <laughs> Tom's the guy. Tom's the guy. That's the quality question. Who do I need to talk to <laughs> to get a tryout? Yeah, talk to Tom. All right. um, if not, that could be a really good water boy. <laughs> hey, uh, I, there's I'll a lot be, of different roles. I'll be a very designated and water that's, boy. For that's you. not. That's not easy. I'm I'll make sure it's you. alkaline. Okay. Yeah, yeah, With The yeah. right amount of carbs, are good. you know, yeah, per okay. liter of water, so you're getting the most hydration. <laughs> okay, see, so you got carbs in your water. He you, you can't, he can't be the water. Well, well you got to have know, a little of, bit of sugar, kind of, man. What, Just what kind of carbs you bit, of, you got in your water? You know, like, you know, like like a very watered <laughs> down oh, version of Gatorade, Bandy, Powerade. You got to make sure you stay hydrated. <laughs> What's that? The
0: Water Boy. What's that? That,
1: that movie? <laughs> yeah, Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pH. He's boiling the water Yeah, the The pH. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, going back, so so you're hyping them up, really good. So just I just was being team.
0: myself, right? And mm. then that's that's Ooh. why it's so special to me that I was uh, voted a captain because I haven't done, I haven't changed anything. I wasn't trying to be a captain, but I was yeah. just respected enough through guys like we respect you, like we we would want you to be our representative, you know, of of, uh, of us as a of who a, votes
1: the whole team? So or? our team votes. Okay. Yeah, our team. votes. So once votes. a year, this this happens. Yeah. So once okay. a year, we
0: vote for captains. Uh, and then even even before I be, well actually I was a captain last year and then I'm one of our player reps for the NFLPA too and I thought this was even a you know even bigger honor because all of our player reps from all the teams come together and then we vote on our executive committee and it, I was voted to be a part of the executive committee as well that um, of all of the people that are represented the teams coming together wow. and so like I started to see like, hey, I'm I'm making an impact on people's lives. And it's exactly the kind of the mission that I've been set out on, right? And it's, I've seen it, it's relevant. I've seen it in my DMs, I'm seeing it, you know, on my team, my team's respect to me. And so it's like, okay, I'm on the right path. What I'm doing is helping people. Mm. And that's really special to me. That's why I think it's such a tremendous accomplishment for myself and just for like the people around me. Like I just really am happy that I'm okay. I'm I'm making
1: some difference in their lives. Yeah. So you've been captain so for two years. So now
0: can I, can I, this is my. So every
1: year you have to get re-upped or yep. like get re-voted. Yeah. And then the other captain is that Justin.
0: We have I think six captains. Six. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Justin's one of our captains. Um, we have Sebastian's one of our captains, Khalil Mac, Joey, Bosa, Derwin, James, and myself. Wow. Yeah. What would you say? Keenan what
1: would what you? Because you're also an entrepreneur, so you could speak on this for someone that is looking to level up in their leadership role. Yeah. What would be your advice to someone that wants to be more of like a captain in some sense, but also like just looked at as someone that is of authority, but is a leader that they want to actually uh, become? What would your advice be Hmm. for someone like that? See,
0: for me, because I wasn't even focused on ever being a captain, but I was focused on making an impact first in my own little space. And then also when I started to do that, helping other people also Mm. hopefully motivate them to make an impact in their space as well. Um, And so that's what I was focused on and that's what naturally allowed me to be in a position where people were making, I I was successful at that and then I was impacting people. Uh, But there's different types of leaders, right? And so it's hard to say because there's a lot of different, there's some people that just, are, uh, you're a leader because people watch you and you you do your job so well and you're so dedicated that's that's contagious they're like wow that like that's mm-hmm. really cool to see like that's a good representation of our team or our space or my group or our company um, because of how much they work right of people some of that leads by example yeah um, and maybe it's not like the big maybe they're introvert but they're really dedicated and, and you know love their their what they're doing and then I think you have people that are, can actually connect. Um, And actually when they speak, like you feel their energy, you feel like what they're saying and it's like really motivating the things that they're saying are really connected and they keep an open mind and they listen um, and they can articulate some type of message for the team to get people excited. I think that's a leader. I think it's best when you can put them both together, when you put them together, put them together and there's other leadership qualities out there too.
1: But so I think that's what you are, though, is you you weren't on the pursuit of being the leader you became the leader because you pursued serving others
0: yeah well i just pursued my career and then as i was doing that trying to leave awake uh, like i tried to help other people do the same thing right and so yeah. th- that's going to give leadership qualities if you're going to be able to help anybody you're going to be seen as some type of leader in some aspect so right good, and so i think it If I'm trying to help somebody, I think it comes down to you using your skills to better yourselves to the point where now people are looking up to you or wanting to learn from you because you're taking advantage and they see the success or the growth that you've had. You know, it's not always based on how much you've done. It's sometimes just based on how far you've gone, Mm. you know. And so, like... It's not that you reached a certain level, but you're having success, you're moving, you have an upward trajectory, and people gravitate towards that. Because in my opinion, and no one's ever done growing, so it's like, okay, like who's grown in a way that you can relate to or that you like or in your field? And it's like, look at those people, right? Those You're probably going to see them as some type of leader. You're going to see some type of advice that you could take from them. And so that would be, I guess, leadership quality. And so that would be my advice is, like I said, continue to do what works for you and try to, you know, help others
1: that are also trying to, Go along the path that you've already been. Yeah! Wow! This kind of plays into leadership because you, for the way that you're describing things, you have definitely a bigger calling. You're talking about this this wake you want to leave, like you want to leave impact, and you know people that are self absorbed don't want to leave impact. They want to leave their name out there, but they don't want to create the impact that you want right. to. I'm curious, like what does what does like faith mean to you or how does like faith of whatever that looks like to you? and we have people yeah. of all different backgrounds and and people know my background on that. but like what does faith mean to you?
0: Yeah, so I've, I've actually like never talked about this, um, but grew up in the Catholic family um, grew up going to the Catholic Church and you know just being around that, there was some things that I really didn't like about the entire church aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, and faith to me, I guess, was just believing in something more when that can mean so many different things and you know having some type of belief and for me it's not necessarily an individual being or things like that but I think for me faith is appreciating what this is all of all of this you know because to me if you're focusing on one being or like we're trying to like humanize this thing so we can mm-hmm. actually have some type mm-hmm. of visualization like to me that's not what what the faith is about to me faith is believing that this is all an opportunity for us to have some type of fulfillment in our life and we should appreciate it and try to take advantage and help each other all take advantage of it because it's so brief and I, like I don't know you know if there's an afterlife if there's not but what I do know is that I appreciate what I have right now and I want to help others appreciate I like I always want to help people grow like I think that's there's something therapeutic in that too because we're all in this together we're all stuck on this globe together right so like why not make it all beneficial for us all um, at least at least attempt to and it takes people taking care of people and caring about our earth and caring about each other um, and so I also think that also starts with us building ourselves up first mm. you know so there's a selfish aspect but then being so selfish that you're selfless mm. you know because you want to build yourself which is going to help the rest of all of us you know? And so it's, it's really, that's what I would say my faith is. My faith is, is really in the appreciation of this moment in time and my people around me and the earth and the resources of me having this, this chance to actually live and actually experience what all of this is and try to, you know, create my journey and my story. Wow. So beautifully
1: said, man. That's really cool. And I know there's a lot of like men that especially like listen to you and maybe they've they've been struggling with how to describe their faith because maybe they don't believe in some specific thing but right. there is more to a human than just your current successes it's, right. it's the overall well-being like you mentioned
0: yeah and then i mean like something comes from something in our universe right and so yeah. it's like i have this my mind wrapped around where creation like, has has to have some sort of creator, right so i'm I like say. there's a creator but like I, there's i don't think I actually made this in like my uh, philosophy class one time. I was like, imagine we're a screwdriver and a human made a screwdriver and imagine that screwdriver trying to understand that we're a human. It doesn't even have the parts to comprehend yeah. that it's even yeah. a thing. Like, I feel like that's how we are to our creator yes. or whatever it, it is, whatever, like we can't comprehend it. We have no understanding of it. But what I do know is I appreciate that I have the opportunity to, you know, actually take advantage
1: of what it's, what it's yeah. been created. When did when did your description of like how your faith is here like when did that actually become very solidified like when did you actually start to feel this way about the way you just described? I think when
0: I started to understand that I find fulfillment within the journey of my life is what I was like okay like that's because I think f- there's a lot of fulfillment that's found within these different religions and in different faiths and I was like mm-hmm. I think I'm the same way I would I would describe mine the same way it's 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 almost like how I see my religion of faith. It's because that's what my fulfillment it is in life. Like for me, I'm fulfilled right now because of the way I see things, the way I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing what I am expecting myself to do for my entire life right Mm. now. This is fulfilling. And so it's become very spiritual. I guess you could Mm. say because I'm taking advantage of what I think life is about for everybody. I think life is for everybody is finding that journey that makes them feel like this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. Would you say you're like spiritual? I guess word. if I guess I guess so technically because I'm really all about that right so I'm about that journey I'm, and if that's yeah. what I'm saying is more is what the spiritual what my faith is uh, is being a, appreciative of all of this then I'm always like that so I guess yeah. in a way I would be spiritual but not in like in a traditional sense right.
1: of, of praying and like well what does n- stuff? being spiritual mean like and now that you're kind of deciphering and peeling away the layers like if you were to describe that for you personally wow. Now we're
0: getting deep. What would spiritual be to me? Um, I think spiritual to me, uh, I think it comes down back to my inner self and me understanding Mm -hmm. that this is not like, this is not guaranteed for anybody, for anything like this is not guaranteed. So there's some type of I'm, I'm like taking myself out of the the physical world. Like, like, Not that there's spirits everywhere, but more so, like, I am not guaranteed to be here. There's not, I wasn't set up to be here, but I am here. Mm. Right. And so it's like, to me, I guess that's the, me bringing myself from a a non existence to an, an existence would be really spiritual for me, I guess, because now I'm coming from nothing into something and being able to actually, um, experience what all this is and then going back into the existence of nothing right so I guess that would be my you know take on yeah. spiritual I don't even so, know if I truly understand that no it's good you're so um, articulate because you've never really talked about I've never really and. like thought about it like very specifically yeah. um, but well, I guess based off of like definitions I feel like that's what it would be for me like coming out of a nothing into a something and back into a nothing would be like i don't know what would it be for you i'm curious like what's what is spiritual for you well
1: it's it's so good we're talking about this and for me it's 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 like how you say so spiritual is what i see is it's not the physical so we are in the physical so it's being spiritual means that i believe and understand something that's bigger than myself because the bigger is in the things that i'm not able to see so Mm -hmm. i have a faith so i believe in god and you know i believe i'm a christian and I believe that there is something outside and, and, and I, I totally get it. Like I've grown up in, in, uh, um, in a Christian house, but it wasn't in the sense where it was like, you know, we were uh, going to every church every week. Yeah. It was just like there, we just wanted to be good people. Yeah. But the thing for me, and I struggled so much with this idea of what is God? And, and 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 this idea of people putting that on. And then mm-hmm. it's the, the, like I said before the podcast, I said there's a very big difference between the religion versus the relationship. Mm-hmm. And the relationship could be for whatever. The relationship with Jesus for me is different than the religion of people learning about Jesus. And I think that's a huge different gap. And so I've actually struggled. I went away from, from my belief for a while. But when I identify as the spiritual side, it's when I realized that Cause I'm, I'm into this thing called, it's called apologetics. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of apologetics? I have not. So it's the study of the science and the theology and all the different things about the, the debate between basically, um, um, let's say Christianity versus, mm-hmm. um, atheism, right? Mm-hmm. Apologetics is the actual study. So when you get out of the context of just the Bible, and I believe the Bible, no matter what you believe, has some truth in there that has lasted for thousands of years, right? Even if you looked at it from an outside perspective, you could still learn some very good qualities. Oh yeah, from absolutely. That. And but this apologetics—it's so cool. And this is this is kind of where I geek out. Is like I needed to prove myself analytically on what is in that Bible is either true or false. So hmm. apologetics looks at like, well, okay. We now have so much science and, and evidence about the Big Bang and mm-hmm. that that this was a thing. And when that when people prove that or they said it's real, people like, oh, Christianity is going down the drain. And it's like, no, it actually supports it more because now that we know that there's a start, mm-hmm. which is the bang, in thermodynamics, this is all in apologetics, you learn these things. If you believe in just how the world works itself, the mm-hmm. law of thermodynamics, if there's a start, there must be an end. Mm. And if there's a start and there's an end, that doesn't mean that the universe is eternal because that means that has to be finite, not infinite. Right. And if there's a start and there's an end, and this is a creation, just like I mentioned a few minutes ago, there has to be a creator. Mm-hmm. What is that creator? Everyone, we're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And if we knew what it was, then we wouldn't need a God because then we would be quote unquote God in that right. sense. But we, if we knew everything, yeah. then we're not human anymore.
0: Right. So s- that is, go ahead. I saw this uh this little clip somewhere, but it was talking about it was talking about, you know, what is God and like this person was like asking this person to quantify it. And he said that's basically physical, impossible because he was and he made this reference to like a computer. Um, he's like, if you build a computer, you know, you're not you're not in the computer, like with the components, like moving yeah. stuff around, like you're outside of the computer building the thing, you know. So it's like we can't comprehend what this spiritual higher power is that built it because it's not even in our realm. It's outside of it. Yes. Right. Build it if something it builds it right? And so that, that that kind of stuck with me. I was like, that's yeah. really cool. And when
1: you learn it in those different contexts, you start to really put the picture together. Because if you don't believe in the Bible, it doesn't matter what the Bible says, you won't believe it. Mm-hmm. But when you believe in the laws of the universe, or you understand what it is, and it's real, that's what apologetics is. I recommend really yeah. looking into mm-hmm. it. And there was this really good, I know we're going on this tangent, but I think this, this, this would be fun, and it's different. But like, there was this uh, imagery that I learned. It's like, so, the way for us humans to understand God is kind of like how you describe the the screw the screwdriver and the human. Yeah, yeah. so like this table, we are like if we put a piece of paper and we cut out you and I like as a little human, and we yeah. are here on this piece of paper, we're basically in like like two dimensional. like yeah. we are flat. and when we look at each other, I only see the edge of your head right. because that's what I'm seeing as a paper. Like if two papers are looking at each right, other right, and then right. if you turn to the side, I'll see a different part of you. It's the right. same thing. When I see you, I see this physical three-dimensional body, right. but that's all we know in our realm. Mm-hmm. Now let's say there's paper flat Austin, paper flat Jake, and there's a table. You're going into, table.
0: into 3D land and the 4D land, you're going to, where are well, you going with this? 3D
1: Jake. So we're let's say we're 2D, right? Mm-hmm. 3D Jake comes over here, and I place my fingers, let's say two fingers, right into your 2D world, everything like above lines. me is yeah, 3D, see, but yeah. we only can see 2D, so we'll see only, we won't see fingers, we'll see these right. little lines, right? right? lines, yeah. So this is the same thing on how when something outside, in, in my belief, like when there's an intervention of a, a God intervention that comes down into our world and we see a miracle or we see something crazy happen or we see, you mm-hmm. know, like this, the son of God come in, we only could understand that of our dimension, where these 2D, Jake and Austin, we see these mm-hmm. little circles, but we don't see the entire picture, which is a 3D human. Mm-hmm. And so it, that visualization made me realize so well that like, you know what? That you can't comprehend. We can't comprehend what's no. in the 4D, 5D, all these these bigger things that are outside of us because we're yeah. only in this 3D We're in our realm. computer. We're we're not, here, we're,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, we're stuck in here. We're stuck in We're like box. in Sims, you know? Yeah, yeah, we are, we are, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes.
1: So it's, it, when I started to learn, I was like, ah, oh, that's so good. Like, I mm-hmm. think it's just, for wherever, you know, you're listening right now, whatever your belief is, this is not to, to persuade you, but this is to expand your mind on realizing that no matter what it is, there is something bigger and I think we could both agree there's something bigger to us than just us being the, these random little organisms on this world. And that, then even even in that, like even if there's not, you know, or even if you don't believe
0: in it, I still think there's there's some type of motivation in that too. Is because mm. then now, well, I think it can go two ways. Now it's like okay, everything I do matters, or everything you do doesn't matter. You know, mm. it's like where. I'm choosing. Obviously, everything that I do does matter because I want to take advantage of this time as much as right. I can. and Try to see how how wonderful I can make this for me and my people around me.
1: Yeah, you know, and so that's where I kind of find some find something that's more therapeutic, more spiritual. And I think it would be too. the smart decision to say, if you had one of those two choices, let's choose a route where everything does matter because it right. probably is more hope, right. more inspiration. Exactly. Where everything didn't matter, then you probably wouldn't even be here. Ooh, you, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, would, you would be yeah, you'd be not alive anymore. Probably depressed. Depressed. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you had that choice, let's just choice choose the better half, and that's the power of decision. Absolutely. We all have the choice to do something. Absolutely, I think exactly. that's the most beautiful. You're here, thing. you might as well. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well. You had the power <laughs> of choice to say yes to this interview. Absolutely, and oh, I'm glad I did. So good, <laughs> man. Well, thank you for opening up on that and just yeah. sharing. I know you haven't really talked about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it totally made sense
0: because I don't know if I totally. And that's alright it. because it's
1: the first time we talk about it. And just like yeah. how you said, when you get in a new environment, it's the environment of discomfort. You're right. not going to know everything that's going to happen. I'll probably go back and watch this and be like. Did I mean what I said there? Or is there something there? Maybe, maybe. But my hope is that you planted, just like how you want to plant the seeds in the orchard, you planted a seed of what could be more of you that you understand. And it doesn't mean you change in any way, but it means that you're more tapped into that side of you with your right. faith, your spiritual, right. which only will show up more in football, will show up in the way that you are connecting show with Show up your in everything, fans. right? Because it is everything, in a it sense. It is everything, yeah. Boom so good Boom. man brother this has been an incredible interview awesome uh we have gone so many different paths you know it, it's the one where usually people like listen on 1.3 or 1.5 speed but i yeah. think you should listen at like 0. 0.9 speed because <laughs> this the, guy is a ball of that. energy and i want to make sure you soak this up absolutely awesome how do people like if they want to be part of your mission whether it's the foundation whether it's you have this by the way this new app coming out yep. the experience can you so, can you briefly talk on that
0: So yeah so I kind of have like three, like three different tiers of why I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help with the foundation, people that cannot help themselves. Mm-hmm. We talked about course, so I'm trying to get people that are kind of in the in the general, you, like you, trying you, to figure do do it a out. Course, Try, looking for a course. I'm just look, looking into uh. it, looking into it. But uh, the app experience is for helping people that have built a community, have built themselves up, and ways to interact and actually have some type of way to organize those and offer different types of interactions that they want to offer to their fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that out. Be- by going through the NFL and being like, there's so many people in my DMs that are like, hey, sign a jersey for me. Hey, send me this video. Hey, could you give me a shout out? Like all these different things. So I was like, there's no there's no way I can, what where, where do I, I'm gonna do, respond to the DMs? Like that's mm-hmm. not efficient. Um, And so basically I'm making a platform where we have right now six different offerings, but people that have these followings can go and sign up and then offer different customized experiences. It's called experience based on my last name, but you can offer experiences to your fans where it's like you get to customize and create an a la carte that you're willing to do for your fans whether it's signing things whether it's video chat, social media engagements gaming and maybe it's a store like where we have we have a way that we're going to continue to add other experiences while that's we that's so
1: cool so. so what's like the minimum because you said it's like if you have a following so yeah what, i mean so, do you have to have a big following you have no to you don't select- ever no, you don't have to have a
0: big following at all um really we just want to see loyalty and just not a toxic environment um mm-hmm. because you might be in a small town where you have a, a thousand followers but they really like you're a flower page and you do yeah. things with flowers and people like love your comments it's really just that you have an active community as long as you have an, an active community right. this is
1: something where you could go on there and they could now be engaging in multiple correct. Different ways correct so and also be able to charge properly right yeah so yeah like, so you,
0: you can charge you know yeah. our creators can charge whatever they want to um, you know I use the flower example if you wanted to go on there and you know create some classes or talk about um, give advice to people you could create these topics okay. to, to offer to different people That's so um, cool. or you could just you know if you're like hey I want to have some type of like shout out from you and tell, tell my person about whatever um, or get something signed even. Like if you have a book, say you have okay. a book, you know, yeah, like people yeah. people that have do signings. You can't do signings across the entire nation. Well, how you how are people gonna want their they still want their book signed, they just can't get to you. Yeah. And so now we're making a way where basically it's called our sign my stuff category, where if you had a book, now people can go to your experience page, see that you're signing your book, they'll basically send the book in, it'll get verified, it'll end up on and your you doorstep. This goes all through the app. All through the app. Wow. Right, so we'll verify it, we'll do everything, we'll end it up on your doorstep with a, a box with a return package on it, so you sign it and that's then pretty awesome, drop it back man. off yeah, okay. so a lot of cool different interactions
1: yeah we're gonna have to talk more on yeah, that like The marketing yeah. side we'll have to yeah, find ways sure. to keep getting it better that's so sure. how do people find that Where so do they go
0: yeah everything is in my link tree uh, on experience or on experience on uh, austin eckler at uh, instagram
1: okay so just go to LinkTree link tree on instagram on instagram do you have a website
0: so i have a newsletter because newsletter. i have i have two shows right now one with yahoo um, about football, motivation, uh, mental health, uh, just talking life, really. That's cool. uh, Life and football. And then I have a new show on Twitch. I do some live streams on there. And then the app is starting. I do a bunch of giveaways. I do some cool giveaways. So I give away uh, two game tickets to every home game and a parking pass. Dang, And then okay. if you have me on your fantasy football team, um, which if you do, I know we got to get it going. Um, <laughs> I, I give away two jerseys to, to my fantasy football community every single That's week. good incentive. And so... There's a bunch going on, needless okay. to say. So go sign up for the newsletter and you can see all the see different all things that, that I've going you on. You forgot
1: about the third show you're doing. And the third show, which Boys. is. We're going to be like working out while doing a podcast. Ah, yes, the workout podcast. The only, <laughs> only squats. <laughs> 405 Squat-tober. on our back. Squat Tober podcast. <laughs> not going to be able to walk the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You have to help me get up to 405. I think 315. I mean, I mean you got man. some guns. I can tell not, you've been working out. I said out. squats, get- <laughs> not bicep curls. All right. The lower Don't legs. Don't skip leg
0: day. Don't skip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so find them at Austin Eckler on Instagram. Yeah. And the foundation, you have merch that if people want yeah, to be so part of that foundation, if you, if
0: you want to, uh, you know, donate, but don't just want to give straight money, want to get something back, because I know people, that's a thing for people. Um, they want incentives. We have some sick merch on there, some tank tops, some sweatshirts, um, some t-shirts that you can uh, provide, or you can go there and buy. And all the profits for those go to the foundation, which goes back to resources into the community. So so cool. It's a cool like, ecosystem. Yeah, we got that's over really that.
1: good, man. And. Um, okay well that's i just want to make sure everyone's got everything on that last question what does it mean to create a strategic life
0: Hmm, what does it mean to create a strategic life Mm, i would say see if we can make this brief to create a strategic life i feel like you need to have some type of principles that you want to live by um, and I think you can determine those based off of where you want to go with your life, whether that's a concept or whether that's the actual, like hard, like this is where the mm-hmm. level I want to get to type of thing is, um, whether it's tangible or intangible, I guess I should have said, and then finding some type of upward trajectory that you can sustain to always be moving towards mm-hmm. that. Right. And if you can sustain that, I would say if you can find that rhythm and that cadence that, that you know, ecosystem of, you know, all of the things that will help you move towards that, I would say that would be a uh, strategic
1: life. That's good, man. Yeah. And the Eckler edge. That would give you, that's my Eckler's edge. Yeah, yes, the edge. Eckler's edge. Brother, this has been amazing. I good. just want to really acknowledge you. This has been. I appreciate been- it, man better than i could even imagine nice. the knowledge nice. and, and if you feel the same way listening right now shoot this guy a dm are you gonna be able to see the dms if they send you a message what's the best way to get a hold of you not
0: dms oh my or goodness so if they want so, to say because i have thousands of people posting you know their, oh, yeah, their stuff for yeah, yeah. fantasy football you know every tag single us week. then
1: tag us on tags is better yeah. yes tag, tag
0: me in a story tag, tag us a story. on a
1: story sh- screenshot this if you're on youtube leave a comment but like. Let this man know that how you felt, because this is how I feel, man. I am beyond impressed by your knowledge. Appreciate that. Your wisdom, your ability to take this thing of NFL and this this ability to be an athlete, but you're so much more than an athlete. You yeah. have the athlete mentality, but that's not the end game. The end game is impact and.
0: Yeah, and here's the best part about it. Everything I've talked about has been very simple. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of skill or knowledge to know the things that I'm talking about, but I, I have an understanding and an ability to articulate it. Yes. Um, but it, it's, not, it's nothing I've talked about is some con- crazy concept that is not obtainable. It's like yes. very basic yeah, things. You're not
1: talking rocket science. No, I'm not here. talking, you
0: gotta go to school and get all these degrees. I'm just talking about managing my time, managing my efforts and having a plan of knowing that I need to make a plan, like yeah. planning to plan, right? And then going and actually trying to execute that and
1: fulfill that. So, so. good. Well, I Excellent. acknowledge you for for making that happen, yeah, and making it, it work, and appreciate and I could really tell that you have just a huge heart, man. Like you it, man. want to serve and impact, and if there's any way that we can yeah. do that, I know there's gonna be some fun stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. But you're setting an example that, hey, you know what? Things are bigger than myself. I, I yes, I'm gonna work on myself. Yeah, but you're saying no, no, no. I gotta, I gotta leave this wake.
0: Well, and, the most important, but. I always start the wake is always behind you right mm. so it starts with you starts with you starts with you have to be your first priority and then i feel like it trickles out from there because if you have yourself under control now you feel like you can be confident and help others behind you right and that's how you continue to level up
1: and we'll leave it at that thank you so much for listening in to the man mr austin eckler over here make sure you tune in on sunday night or monday night football to see sundays, this guy sunday yeah sundays getting some whenever. touchdowns crushing right. it doing some electric guitar. Mm, I've been playing the guitar too. I don't know if you saw uh, I did see that you saw a yeah, yeah, yeah. little clip? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've been crazy. It. yeah. What, what are you not doing? <laughs> Make sure to tag this guy, tag both of us. That's the only ask that we have for this show it is tag at Jay Cavron and at Austin Eckler and really just leave a little message on there so we could see yeah. that I love restoring those things. You know, it means so much that you've listened in this entire way. And if there was one thing that you could take away from this, think about that, write that down, whether it's the environment, right? the law of proximity, of being around, the, the, the worker's mindset, that work is not just the work, but it's actual creation of things, that it's not about the, the, the end game, but maybe it's about enjoying the process and, and asking what questions uh, to ask yourself on how can you enjoy the process more. That's why he's here today, because he doesn't care so much about the end goal, it's about the process. Mm. You know, there's so many different nuggets here, but one thing to take away from this podcast, and like Austin said, it's just simple stuff. It's not rocket science. if he could do it i'm sure you could do it too simple but not easy simple but not easy (laughs) so that's it here thanks for listening in and as always go create your strategic life and we'll see you in the next episode